2: Hi, come Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Tacklin' Tacos, a fishing podcast. We are back for episode number...
1: Nineteen.
2: Nineteen, Nate. We just had a brilliant little conversation before... Well, I guess we already hit record, but before... Hopefully I can edit that out.
3: <laughs> Please Where do. we couldn't remember
2: what episode we're on. Let's <laughs> hope. Uh let's hope yeah we uh we said something last week, I think, with Austin about how we're not gonna say that thing like we don't know what we're doing, but like it keeps we keep on flirting with not but knowing what's what we're weird doing.
1: is like we know what we're doing, but yeah. the technology is just being a jerk
2: yeah that's that's a so, pretty fair assessment for sure, yeah, so this is episode nineteen. We're really really, really excited to have a guest um just via video and audio um he he had a video come out recently. Um, running a section of the Mississippi River. Um, I would not even, not one, not 1%, not one iota would I say he was doing anything unsafe. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like some reckless deal, whatever. And he came across a log that you really, if you watch the video, you have to like go frame by frame. And even then it's hard to see. Um, But he hit a log in his boat, pulled his motor completely off the back of the boat. Um, I think it broke, what was it, Nate? It didn't hit the transom, right? Didn't it break the motor mounts?
4: Yeah, yeah. He snapped the motor mount. He had yeah. some pictures that he posted on on his uh, on Facebook and yeah. stuff about you know the situation and what happened. That did look like the motor mount snapped or, or something right there.
2: Yeah, just smooth through which is just yeah. the amount of yeah. force and just hitting it just the right. I mean, even the geometry of it has so to be just right for that scary. to happen. Gosh. And all all seriousness, thank God, the dude is safe. And so we have uh, Colin Tweeten, um, <laughs> which is Lola thinks his last name is cute, is what she just said. Yeah, but
1: I tried to be like, nah, it's cool. It's cool, It's bro. cool, man. Yeah, but right. it is. But it it, yeah, Colin you. Tweeten <laughs>
2: is here, and we're not just going to talk about just that we're not just gonna have an episode of like millican um thumbnail clickbait like disaster on the water episode 19 we're gonna talk to him as a human being i mean that's how and, i'm
1: gonna talk the whole yeah, time well but yeah. yeah
2: we're <laughs> gonna talk to him like a human being because he, he's a fisherman uh he is a human being he's a hunter he shot an absolute freak giant drop time buck we're gonna talk to him about that we're gonna talk about tacos all and that family, good stuff and all Fam- the yeah just the whole thing so like um we're excited and honored to have him on the show, but we're gonna to talk to him about everything. And so um, episode nineteen should be should be pretty rad. Um, Lola, will you do me a favor and show yes. some of these beauties to okay. the the camera real quick? I'll mute you so you don't clonk your and you're muted, so you can get up without clonking your microphone, uh, whatever. So these are, we have... a her little
4: Vanna White on.
2: Yeah, she got a little Vanna White going. Um, these are the Giltec swim jigs that we talk about on the show all the time. That you can definitely show. That's the Marabou jig head. So it's a regular tube jig head with Marabou fur sticking out of it, which if you're a smallmouth fisherman, that is just filthy. And then get a little closer. Can you get a little... Don't fall into the computer but <laughs> these are the the Tech, yep up and yep right there Ooh. these are the Giltech swim jigs that one I what's that one called bird it says it on the back of the package but it looks like that what's it says bluegill, but that's, it looks like that. What's that color, Nate? It's like Bamacraw or something like that with that bluish greenish to it. It's just, if you hold it there, it gets, it gets focused in, in a sec. Um, but we like wanna, a like a
4: magic craw, Magic
2: crawl. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Nate. But that one, yeah. oh, good golly. So these swim jigs, again, not just to talk about them. They are just awesome. They look good. The hooks are stout. They swim straight. Um, and we've been throwing these things. They've literally saved tournaments. Nate and I have fished uh, long before we were ever sponsored by Giltek. And the only place you can get these bad boys is hookandarrowsupply.com. dot com. Those are, those are good moves. Yeah, those are Yeah, she was she was looking at me. She just wanted credit for her dance moves as she was going back to her her couch, which I understand. Um, unmute yourself. Wow, well, someone's got to do it. Wow. Um, <laughs> Hookandarrowsupply.com is the only place you can get them. And um, if you haven't looked at Hook and Arrow Supply, uh, their website, they're getting ready to do a whole full blown Mm. revamp of the site and whatever. But dude is he's got a full blown. He just hired his first employee at the shop besides himself. That's so
1: exciting! And
2: it's a it's a full blown like experience. Yeah, Yeah, it's a full blown experienced archery tech. And so one thing to know if you're if you're anywhere near that area, anywhere north of like Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you need a good archery tech hookandarrowsupply.com, um, we're getting ready for that time of year, especially here in Wisconsin, where we kick off season mid-September instead of like the beginning of October, a lot of other places. So definitely look them up. Um, snuggling with Lola on the couch tonight is our, oh, our, I was like, our what red 25 quart Kenai cooler, which is just the absolute... That's getting weird. Um, It's just the absolute jam. Uh, It's like it's like big enough to get stuff in, small enough to throw in the back seat or in the back of the truck or whatever. Keep stuff cold forever. It's
1: not hard for me to carry. Like if you don't know me as a person, I am five feet tall, (laughs) not super strong. I mean, little. I've had children, but my arm strength anyway. I can carry it, and it's not too bulky for me, like this size. Hey, when you show
2: them, one thing that is really, like legitimately, I work at Shields, I see 12 million, and I'm not talking bad about anybody. Yeti coolers are dope, and Arctic coolers are dope, and all these other coolers that make good, strong coolers. That's rad. But one thing Kenai does, even different than Grizzly, which is Kenai's parent company, of course, is those latches, you can undo them and do them with one hand. They have these little plastic tabs that go through the rubber thing, uh, when they close down, and you can do it one handed. So you okay. can, re- like, if you have something in your other hand, you can click and pop it open with one hand. Uh, which is really, really smart and really slick. Yeah. Uh, and that that's probably one of my favorite features of yeah, the cooler. Yeah,
1: it's not like, uh, yeah, it's like not the not the super hard, hard
2: rubber pull down deal, yeah. which
1: is great for like yeah, they but like that's this just, is just it works so just as nice. well. And
2: you can just go like this.
1: Wow, one finger. Look at that. Look at that! Look at that was it. Me, fancy.
4: That was
2: real fancy. I was fancy. trying to latch thank it you, with Nate. one finger. Oh,
1: I got it with one <laughs> finger. Latched. Yeah,
2: thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. Oh. Um, what else? Who shout? shout who else we got? Uh... Working class. Oh yeah, duh.
1: Um, Say some. What we love them. Yeah, listen to them. Yeah. They're great. And CC Hunt Files, Victory Drive, yeah. and check us out on Waypoint TV. Waypoint
2: TV. Yeah. Point. point, point. Shout out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's huge. Waypoint. Shout out. Yeah. Waypoint TV, dude. It's just a dope. Um app you can get on your smart tvs you can get on your phone you can listen to podcasts you can watch videos and when i say watch videos i mean like there's tons like one of my one of my growing up one of my fishing heroes was babe Winkleman, and that's uh, a cute name yeah he's like very old school fishing old school hunting like style like of filming whatever yeah he just turned 300 last month <laughs> and he's still doing it he's still hunting grizzlies and catching oh big pike God. um but like all of his shows are on there and i'm not talking about like sections like the entire show is on the waypoint awesome. for free like yeah. why would you not download yeah. the app it just it just makes sense um and then also shout out to our newest sponsor duke Cannon. <laughs> Which is not I our spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our sponsor, but I want it to be because, like, they're they're like body wash and cologne and deodorant, and your chapstick
1: that you're. Yeah, in love and with. I
2: have this giant chapstick that looks like a summer sausage. It's humongous, oh my gosh. and I burnt the frick out of my lips.
1: <laughs> you should have like specified that on the story. I was. We're not sponsored
2: that. by Duke Cannon, but right. I want to be. But
1: I mean, you said, "Oh, Duke Cannon's so great!" And then you're like, yeah. "I burned my lips," and it's like, "Oh wait, you should have had that." Yeah. After because you burned your lips before you got the chapstick, is yeah what yeah, I'm saying. yeah oh, that's true
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying I use this and then I sunburn my lips so <laughs> like yeah i didn't I didn't use any chapstick and I've done that before and it sounds I don't know if there's an, like a more specific You're a white person thing than sunburning your lips. You know what I'm saying? Other than liking Neil Young, maybe. I don't know what could (laughs) possibly make you any whiter than that. Um, But I sunburnt my lips really bad at the two-day derby. And then um, I'd been putting chapstick on it, and it just didn't do anything. Like, it did nothing. And then I started using this Duke Cannon stuff, which it really is humongous. Um, It's
1: really not, like... I mean, it's it's called
2: it's, like offensively large lip balm or something. It's bigger than
1: like a normal chapstick, yeah. but, but it's, it's like it's been it's feeling nice. so much better. It's nice. Yeah, it's
2: been feeling. So, anyway, so do Cannon
1: sponsor us, sponsor
2: us, please. That would be dope. I will, <laughs> I will be happy if you did that. Um, anywho, uh, what do we have? Anything else? We're we missing anything else? We need to talk about anything else. Oh, um, Nate, uh, the before and after and after. We're gonna finish recording with the LaFonts give people like a, a really brief rundown of what that was, like where we recorded it at and, and all that real quick, would you?
4: Uh, yeah, so that'll be, uh, oh. it, it didn't wrong. Just got, just got me out of there. Come on Seriously,
2: now. Was there so you rude. go. I moved you over. You're, there you are. Yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we just, uh, you know, we had, we had that two day derby up on, uh, Lacto uh, and the Tana Lakes at the and, uh, you know, the LaFa put us up in their little hotel. that They let us stay yeah. in and, uh, we, uh, we recorded, uh, the, was it, uh, yeah, it was the night before the derby. So after yeah. practice, the yeah, night before practice. the derby, we recorded. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, and kind of did our, uh, our pre-thoughts or what could happen, how right. things might go, yeah. all that good stuff. And we fished day one, um, and, uh, recorded the after day one. Yep. And, uh, we just uh, kind of, got the after day two set up and, uh, yeah, I'm stoked for it. It was, it was, a, that was a fun derby. Um, it, was a it, fun were, derby. it really was. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a
4: different yeah, deal for I'm us, excited for sure. even though much, much different, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the episodes before what maybe two episodes before this one's going to air was the, how to figure out a new lake or whatever, yeah, figuring out yeah, new yeah, waters. Yeah. Um, we we I would say we utilized tactics pretty well. We really so, did, yeah. Uh you know, that's what yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to make sure we uh specify that in the uh, in the upcoming video. So um, yeah. I'm I'm so for that one.
2: Yeah, I really want to say some stuff about yeah. how the derby went, but I don't wanna like let it out, you know. No yet. teasers, man. Um but like
4: uh one thing we do know that happened. Yeah. Is you burnt your lips. I burnt
0: that's my lips. He didn't have that Duke Cannon, so. so
4: Yeah. That. He, he didn't have the Duke Cannon. If I and he, did, and he was and he was giving me all kinds of mess. He was giving me all kinds of mess about keeping my chapstick in pocket. You yeah. keep your chapstick in your pocket, yeah. You're like, Boy, you wish you would have had it. You're no, like huh? so uncomfortable.
2: And I, well, here's here's a funny thing. Okay, so I I I'm just gonna burnt. keep on. I'm just gonna keep on talking about Duke Cannon real quick uh, because one of my pet peeves with chapstick is you put it in your pocket. And then it melts in your pocket because, like, you're walking around and the friction and the whatever. And I got them hot thighs. Don't be so hot. Yeah, I get them hot thighs. And so, like, my chapstick melts. So, the Duke Cannon is specially for. I'm not kidding. It even says A It it. says on the tube. Uh, <laughs> that it's specially formulated to not melt until it hits, like, 160 well, or something. So, that I could put in my pocket without it But could melting. it fit in
1: your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, you like, pull
2: your pocket open with one hand and
1: stuff it in with the other. But you were putting it in the car and yeah. you Got all get, smart with me because yeah. I was like, "No, oh, don't, don't leave forget, it in the yeah, car it'll because like, it'll no get it all melted." He's like, "No, it won't because look at what it says." <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, I'm So sorry. Yeah. Uh, He's very. He loves
4: science. You're gonna have to get like a Duke cannon holster.
2: <laughs> oh, that'd be dope, dude. That sounds all yeah, type and not masculine, so masculine, but so I like nerdy. it. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> nerdy and not manly, oh my which is kind of counterintuitive.
1: Next to it,
2: yeah, for sure. One thing I will say, and I don't think it's documented in uh our before and after podcast or in like the little we we filmed some not enough but we'll we'll put together like a little chopped up kind of recap video from the tournament as well just shot with our phones and one thing i don't think that was recorded or documented was that nate and i have you heard that old country song you know i like to sing on every episode here it comes here comes nate prepare yourself i don't even know who the song is by i want to say like tanya tucker but i don't think that's right
1: isn't it tanya
2: I think it is Tanya Tucker, but that's not who the song is. Um, Tanya Tucker is, I could sing one of her songs too, but I won't. Anyway, there's this one song. It's like, (laughs) sleeping single in a double bed. Da, 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 da. Sleeping single in a double bed. Me and Nate were me and Nate were sleeping double in a double bed. I have
1: picture proof. I was yeah. like, honey, please hey, send Hey, look that up.
2: Will you look that up real quick? I don't know who that song the is. Song by. or the yeah. photo? No, not the photo. Gross. But me and Nate doubled I just up in, Nate's a, in back. a me and Nate doubled up in a full bed, and we're both grown men, that was and so we're cute. basically accidentally spooning the entire time. <laughs> Because you couldn't move. Like, it was so little. You didn't
1: sleep back to
2: back? No, I think we did. But I think I was also, like, really <laughs> I nervous. I was going to, like, bump yeah. into him at night and, like, try and hold him thinking it was you. <laughs> so, I just stayed as far away as I could, he which puts wasn't far. He his arm slowly over Yeah. Him. <laughs> well, Nate fell asleep instantly both oh days. Gosh. Like, he'd lay down. I'm like, you want a podcast? And he's like... <laughs> just asleep, so there wasn't really well, time. he was up
1: for like 48 hours. Yeah, he so.
2: was up for a long time.
1: Barbara Mandrell.
2: Barbara Mandrell. Sleeping single in a double bed.
1: Ooh. Thinking over things I wish I'd Thinking said. Thinking over
2: things I wish I'd said. I didn't want to huh. sing it. <laughs> uh, but me and Nate were sleeping double in a double bed, so it's kind of like a remix with a, okay. yeah, with All a couple right. grown men in a hotel. So cute. Yeah, and then we set up, and then the funny it, thing it was...
4: Didn't, it didn't get much wilder than that. No,
2: no, it definitely didn't, but then the funny thing thing was oh, that hotel yeah. was it was dope it was a, it was a motel not a hotel it was a motel, motel the skylark shout out skylark um yeah yep.
1: sorry i'm singing pitbull now
2: oh i was thinking of like the old school hotel motel holiday and say what like old school
1: isn't that oh wait that wasn't pitbull
2: that's da da don't 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 that's like no. old school nate
1: what is this at the hotel, motel, holiday. Inn. Doesn't, yeah, no, doesn't Yeah, he's
2: ripping that from the old school Okay, song. well, I
1: know the Pitbull version. That's I'm sad not as for old you. as you. That's sad. Well, that's and nobody I'm is. I'm Hispanic. Chingy.
2: Chingy. <laughs> I was like Chingy. saying it with a G.
1: Chingy is great.
2: Chingy is the worst. Yeah. He could be the worst rapper of all time, no, truly. he's awesome. Yeah, he could really... Him and <laughs> Nelly should just be erased from the history of hip-hop. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're in this teeny little motel room, and there's no room for anything. And we set up the podcast stuff. At the end of the beds, I brought this coffee table just so we had something to put the microphones I on. I where it went. And, uh... Nate was on a bed Mark was on a separate bed I was wedged into the corner by the microwave and Easton Easton was wedged into the corner on the Just other side of the microwave like- pretty much and we're like yeah so we went out We tried to find smallmouth and like 20 feet of water <laughs> and we couldn't move and yeah it was dope but that'll be next week it'll actually be the first ever before and after and after because it's a two-day yeah. so it'll be fun so all right man let's bring in the dude yeah. let's bring him in um I'm going to let him kind of decide, do we want to jump into the boat stuff or just talk about life first and then... Or
1: tacos.
2: Or tacos. Like, so what we are can we kinda, We can kind of go from there. So, uh, I, I do think a lot of people have probably seen this video and I would even say, before we get him on, props to him for having, um, honestly... The balls and the integrity to share the video. Because, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people might have been like, oh, I messed up. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to delete that. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to hide away from it. And he was like, look, this is what happens no. sometimes. And he wasn't
1: being reckless. He wasn't being it irresponsible.
2: Wasn't like, it's just the kind no, of stuff dumb. that just happens sometimes. Um, and after I showed the video to a few people So many people are like, oh, yeah, I know a guy who blah, 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 or I hit a stump. There's a guy on our our Facebook who said he hit a stump on the miss, and it pulled the entire transom, like folded it down like a cardboard box, and they had to throttle up as high as they could, as hard as they could, with the motor being attached by just the cabling, just to push into shore so they didn't go down with the boat as it sank.
1: Okay. So,
2: like, I mean... You know, mm-hmm. you talk about these things yeah. and then all of a no sudden sense. it's like, yeah, dude, this stuff happens. Yeah. And and if you're experienced and you're smart and you're humble and you're, you know, you can get through it. And uh, I'm so excited to have him here as a human being. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are so pumped and, and, and honored to bring in uh, our new friend, uh, Colin. Hey! There he is. <laughs> What's up, Colin? What's up?
4: What's up, guys?
2: Hey. Hey, man. How are you?
4: Well, I've had uh better stretch of days yeah. for sure in my life, but yeah, we're getting dude.
2: by. So. Yeah. uh Colin tweeting, right?
4: Yeah. All right. That's right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So you tell us Colin. Um, And again, thank you for being here. Thank you for agreeing huge props and just the whole world knows Nate was the one who reached out to Colin and they've been having a conversation back and forth. And I appreciate the behind the scenes work, Nate. I don't know if people think that when you do a podcast, things just sort of magically line up, but they don't, you have to talk to people and you have to connect (laughs) and you have to be real to people and and whatever. So thanks Nate. Uh, But Colin, how do you want to attack this podcast? Do you want to talk about life, fishing, dear um, tacos family or do you want to talk about the boat stuff first you you tell us
4: well i the first thing i want to say is that uh my whole life growing up tacos have always been my favorite meal oh my gosh We got the right dude on the
2: show (laughs) heck yeah dude (laughs) that's right all right so let's jump into that then yeah what was uh what's the last Good taco you had, and if you say Taco Bell, that's fine by me. Yeah. I'm not offended. um Their grilled cheese taco you know, is really good and gross, but good.
4: So I don't eat a lot of fast food. Um, good man, but I have, I've had, I've had some Taco Bell, some Taco John, that kind of stuff. But yeah. the last tacos that I had were fish tacos two yes. days ago. Okay, so, dude. Very nice.
2: What? Yes, so tell sir. us about them. Tell us about them.
1: Wait, were they homemade? Were you at a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. What were the fixings on them? <laughs>
4: Uh, they were homemade and we just bought them from the store, cooked them in the, uh, either the oven or their air fryer, one or the okay, other. Okay. And oh. I basically just slapped it in a tortilla yeah. and made it, made it just like I do a regular taco, you know? Yeah,
2: it's perfect. <laughs> um, did you just say slapped it?
4: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do you know who, uh, do you know who Pat is? Pat Schlapper. Do you know who that guy is? He's a, he's an elite angler. I've heard of him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's from like right down the road from us. Um, so this is totally random, and I don't, I'm just thinking this out, so I'm just saying it. Um, he's going to be on the podcast at some point here soon. He agreed to do it, um, and like I said, he is basically a local to us. Yeah. I looked at his. He finished. What did he finish in that that Derby, Nate? Up on the uh, where are they at right now? They're on the Saint Lawrence, are they?
1: No, they're on
2: uh, Champlain. Uh, Champlain uh, Lake
4: Champlain. Yeah. I just oh my gosh! Yeah, I knew right. it.
2: Yeah, nice. Yes. I knew it was like a smallmouth <laughs> derby, but I was looking at Pat. I think he finished 20th, and I'm like, dude, he just he keeps finishing well, but not like – I mean, he's been in like the final day a couple times, whatever. I don't know if you knew this, Nate. I looked at his stats. He's fished 32 elite events so far in his elite career, and he's finished in the money 21 times.
1: Oh, my god! Or maybe
2: 22 times. I'm like, holy crap, dude. That's like –
4: Super consistent,
2: yeah. That's nonsense consistency, wow. especially from a dude who lives, like, right down the street from us. Crazy. Like, that's pretty wild, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, all right,
4: heck so... Colin, okay, so what? Are,
1: what is your favorite taco? Yeah, that's a good one.
2: If you could have any one.
4: Okay, so... Well, we pretty much make all of our tacos homemade, but, yeah. um, you know, as you know, I do a lot of deer hunting, yeah. and yeah. all of our hamburger meat is basically deer hamburger. Oh, So, yeah. we make our tacos with, with deer hamburger, yeah. and... You know, just kind of choose whatever whatever toppings you want to put on it. I guess. Are you a um, spicy guy? Depending on that day. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Out of boy.
2: I like this dude. The more we talk to this guy, the more I like him for sure. Um, do you cut your Do you cut your uh, deer grind with fat or pork or anything else, or what do you do with it?
4: Yeah, we mix the uh, hamburger with beef tallow, and okay. we also made a batch last year with my uh, with my in laws, and we. We mixed some other stuff in with that. I, w- I wasn't a huge part of that. I was working on some other stuff, but okay. uh, we mixed some bacon in with it and oh, some whoa, other baby. seasonings. And How stuff. was that? So it turned out All great. Right. Yeah. yeah, I bet uh, it yeah. did. Yeah, it's bacon. Yeah. So when
1: you say <laughs> we, does that mean that are you married? Well, you said in laws.
2: Yeah, I must be.
4: Yes. Uh, yep. I just got married last September, oh, September 17th. So almost a
2: year. Yeah, that's <laughs> great, dude. Congrats. The yeah,
4: so one year anniversary is coming up here real Heck soon. Yeah. So yeah. What's her name? Uh,
1: Caitlin is
4: Kate, my wife's out, name. Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Is it spelled the C or a K?
2: Shout out a K. Okay. I, I
1: imagined it with a K. I was so. seeing it as
2: a C, and then I saw them being those people who name all their kids C names. Oh, you know, yeah. No, glad. that's not. A- <laughs> no, I'm glad that's not going to happen because I think that's so weird. But no judging, but it's weird.
1: Oh my gosh. Anyway,
2: keep going. All right. Um, um,
1: anything else about tacos?
2: Yeah. So I mean, uh, if you are topping a fish taco, what do you put on it? Cause that's a curious one to me. Cause we just made shrimp tacos tonight, and we mm-hmm. kept it so basic, like chopped right. up onion, chopped up cilantro. By the way, to anybody listening, if you've not seen it, um, the that's another sponsor we should try and chase down. Ooh. Is Kinders Kinders whatever that seasoning we have to figure is. Figure out
1: how to say it before we. Ask you gotta add, to You gotta know how to
2: say it first. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like A&W Root Buyer? <laughs> Root I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, you can get it at Walmart. They make this. They make seasonings that are crazy good, and they're like pre mix and they're pretty affordable. Yeah. And then they also, now they make sauces. And so on our shrimp tacos, grilled shrimp tacos that we had tonight, um, we used their, was it Chipotle lime? Yeah. Chipotle lime sauce, which was like perfect. Like it was mm. a little bit salty. Uh, it had just the right amount of like kick. Chipotle peppery yeah. sort of like after bite. Um, dude it's like really tangle your lips a
1: little bit. Yeah, but just not,
2: a, too, not much, too much. Not but I mean the stuff's cheap. I'm gonna, hit you.
1: Hmm?
4: I'm gonna hit you with a little cheat code. Right. Oh, a little okay. cheat code. Let's hear Let's it. Let's go. Cook, cook that cook that shrimp yeah. in those kinders sweet chili oils. Oh, they make you. like, make like a sweet and spicy chili oil. Like it comes in a little dish and it's like a seasoned oil. Okay. Well, that pan, sounds stinking good.
2: Okay. Nate. Wow. Cheat <laughs> code. Yeah. Cheat code, Fancy. dude. I'll
4: be, be on that. I'll be on that. Kinders too. Yeah, Absolutely. Is
1: it Kinders? Is that how you say it?
4: I, I, that's, I mean, that's how I said. it. I don't okay. know if it's When right, you say kinder, it
1: reminds said. me of hinder and that's what my grandma would call a butt. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So Colin, back to you. So what do you, what do you put on your fish tacos? Colin, hit us up, give us the secrets.
4: Well, first of all, I think I need to come, uh, eat some tacos with Uh, you guys. You are welcome. Literally anytime. Anytime. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty simple with it. I put, um, some some shredded cheese on there. Um, and then, uh, sour cream. Yeah. And then I got like the generic taco sauce. I usually go for the hottest kind and put that, put a bunch of that on there. All right. Um, you know, you know, I'll put some lettuce on there every now and then, yeah. depending on the day. Yeah. I feel like I'm a,
1: I was gonna say, are a you not a veggie guy? Not, okay, but, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, there. yeah, I kind of heard that in him too. Yeah, yep, yeah, I definitely like to eat, eat a lot of meat. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, big part of my diet. Absolute but, carnivore. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Okay.
4: Dope.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let's let you, you mentioned it. So let's just use it as a segue. Although it's not that smooth if I have to say the word segue, but I ruined it. But here's the segue. (laughs) Um, Tell us about. The buck Nate got a photo from you today and then sent it to us. And I'm at work, and again, I work at Shields, which a lot of the guys there hunt and fish and whatever. And so I was telling guys about the the video of the boat, and then this photo comes through, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And like a couple of guys were like, "What?" And I was like, "Look at this!" And like, "Holy lord!" Because you're like in this deer photo, you're you shot a giant drop tine uh, buck, and you're like holding the freaking drop tine in the photo. Tell us a little bit about that buck.
4: Yeah, so I could probably talk all night about that deer, but okay. um, <laughs> oh I'll have to send you guys some Great. more pictures of him, some trail cam pictures that I had of him yeah. over the years. Oh, and, so you've been hunting him a while? Uh, the, uh, yeah, oh, I, had, I, I had four years of, of uh, stories and history with that deer. I, wow. I found four of his sheds, uh, the matching oh, set from awesome. the year yeah. before I got him, and he had he had one drop time that year. Um, the year that I ended up getting him, he was actually a double drop time. Oh my gosh. And... He had, he had one on each side, but uh, right before I got him, he ended up breaking the one off. What a stinker!
1: One. What a stinker! So,
4: yeah. It, it was stint? definitely uh, not not the greatest thing. But um, I'm I'm not a huge believer in getting uh, points fixed after they break off. Yeah, but I was, was going to ask had you. So you many pictures of this deer. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. I, I couldn't find it or anything, but I had so many pictures of the deer and. Uh, you know, I knew exactly what it looked like, so I I did have my taxidermist kind of make a a fake drop sign, oh, sure. and he oh, yeah. made it look exactly like it did before. So no it looks like he did. Yeah, I think I yeah. think if
2: you, I think if you shot a random buck and you saw there was a broken antler and had him add some freakish thing, oh, that'd be sort of dirtbaggish. Like but for you who has history yeah. with that deer, that doesn't yeah. seem out of bounds to me at all.
1: Me either.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I kind of look at it. And yeah. even if it was just. You know, if he busted off like half of his G2 or something, I sure. I wouldn't get it fixed. But yeah. just the fact that it was a, another drop sign. And right. I, I feel like that deer, he he was a special deer for sure. And
2: he it's, deserved it's not a rack that...
4: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how I felt like he should have been displayed. Yeah, for, I love
1: that. I have goosebumps. Forever, I love that. You
4: know?
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, man. Did you get it measured? I'm just curious.
4: Yeah, so that deer was actually not even close to being one of my biggest year. Oh, okay. um, wow. was,
2: all right. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
3: get He was it.
4: definitely one of the, the oldest year that I've killed. And, okay, yeah. and uh, like I said, I had all the history with him and yeah. I got him with the bow. So it was, awesome. it was for sure the, my, my most favorite one. Okay. And, uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to beat the story around it, but, yeah. um, I, I've shot, um, a lot of deer with my bow, a ton of them with with a gun. That's yeah. how I kind of started. Was shotgun hunting, youth yeah. hunting, doing yeah. a, doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. So
2: tell us, uh, yeah. tell I'm us like, the, the brief us a, story, of, us a story of that buck then. If there's so much story, you don't have to give us the whole shebang, but give us some. Okay.
1: Yeah, come on.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll try to keep it short, but uh, a lot there's, of my family will no testify. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not great at keeping stories short about deer, but we'll give it a try. So. Um I I think it was 2018 or 2019. Uh that was kind of the time frame when um I started to keep track of all the deer that we had on the farm. Okay. And I had a few different properties I was hunting, but we kind of started to, you know, keep these pictures and just put them on a hard drive. And he was just a 2-year-old or a 3-year-old at the time, you know, nothing special, but he was big enough that I decided to keep some pictures of him and then uh going into the following year, we had pictures of him again. And uh, he was a little bit bigger, and we ended up going out uh, that following spring, and we found one of his sheds from that season, and we found another one from the year before. Mm. So we found them both the same day, but they were uh, a year apart. Okay, wow. and then that's cool.
1: That's really cool. After wow.
4: that, the, the the following fall, um, we had pictures of him again. And at first I didn't realize it was him, Hmm. but he grew a drop sign on, on the one side. And you're like, well, darn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I was excited about it and he looked really good. Um, I think he was probably about a five year old at that point. Wow. And, uh, I, I was kind of obsessed with him. And then once he, once he shed his velvet, I realized it was the same deer. Okay. And that's kind of when things clicked for me. And I used a little bit of the knowledge that I had of him, um, from kind of what he did when he was younger. And I, I was able to really keep an eye on him with the cameras, but just never caught up, caught up to him when I was hunting. Okay, sure. Um, he was, he was pretty difficult to, to get on when he was a five-year-old and never had any encounters with him in person at all. Um, but that following spring we found both of his sheds and that got me really fired up and I wanted to, Basically, spend my whole life up um, yeah. <laughs> until yeah. I, I got a shot at him, just obsessing yeah. over that one year. Yeah, Definitely. And, Did you
1: name him? Did you know he know have a name? Yeah, that's a good yeah.
4: question. Yeah, so we named him. We named him Crazy Eight. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> one. And the, the, vid- the whole video of it is on my YouTube channel. Oh, that I, oh, up. I I, yeah, I, I didn't have great oh, uh, cameras. Yeah, what's Grind your... Season Outdoors? Okay, is the name of my okay. YouTube channel. So <laughs> if we, i been doing that
2: if we just look for grind season outdoors on YouTube, will we find you?
4: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I've, yeah. I've posted, you know, 150, 160 videos on oh, there. Awesome. Over the years. And like I said, kind of starting out, I, I had a, like a old GoPro, mm-hmm. you know, hero two or whatever it yeah, was yeah. And, a, and an iPad. And that's right. how I started. And then I just kind of learned as I went and yeah. kept upgrading all my stuff.
0: And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So,
4: but like I said, I, uh, I had the pictures of this deer um, after we found a shed and he, he, he came back. We could tell it was him clear as day. He had double drop times and just, you know, the trail camera videos and pictures that we had of him that summer were unbelievable and it didn't help the obsession that I had over, you know, it just made it worse. <laughs> so um, I, I found out exactly where he was spending the most time and had him on camera almost every day. I don't think he ever left the property wow. and I ended up, finally getting a shot at him on November 12th in 2020. And, um, when I was pulling my bow back, the cable glide, uh, flew off the bow. So the strings that are attached to that cable glide, they kind of moved over and were up against my arrow. And I didn't realize exactly what happened, but I took a second, the deer stopped and I took a second to look at the bow and everything looked fine at first sight. So I got back on the deer and shot and the arrow kinda um you know, it didn't fly through and it hit him in the back leg. Oh no, um so he he ended up surviving. He got away and it was like one of the worst days of my life for sure. Holy cow, you poor thing. So it it just kept building the story though, because a week later I ended up going back and hunted that same stand because I had a another buck that was showing up and First thing in the morning, that deer came back out, and I ended up putting wow. uh, a pretty good shot on him and, and ended up getting him. So. Wow, My that goodness. is a crazy story. Heck yeah.
2: How far a Got shot did you get on them. the second one?
4: Uh, the second shot was like 30 to 35 yards. Okay. He was out in the field. So wow, dude. nothing in the way, and he was perfectly broadside. Wow.
2: So did you figure yeah. out why that happened with your cable on that uh on that first pullback? And were you at when you said that you like looked at it and saw were you at full draw trying to look?
4: Yeah, I kinda oh. just pulled my head away to look at it and uh yeah, I, I brought it in so I um I go to Anthem Archery and Decora. Okay. Um, they're the ones that kinda hooked me up quang, for quang, everything quang. bow hunting yeah. and <laughs> um I've been shooting an know. expedition bow. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. they make the expedition bows right in Decora. Yeah, they're sharp. Um Nate had and one, did yeah, yeah, I shot one for a couple seasons. Biggest yeah. buck that I've shot actually got on the wall up here. Ah. Yeah, they're Worked cool the Yep. Yep, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't I, know they were made in the core, though. That's awesome. Mm. Yep, yep. Yeah, I've absolutely loved it. Um, the only really bad experience that I've had with it, and unfortunately it just couldn't have happened at the worst time. But, yeah, seriously. Um, there there were a couple other problems, I think, that, other people had with the same deal hmm. when they were just target shooting and stuff. And, um, I guess they, they kind of corrected that with their new bows and made it a little harder for that to happen. But sure. I don't know if, if it happened on its own or I had a kind of a little screw on step that I was hanging my bow on there in the tree. Oh, and I, wonder if it popped I don't know if I maybe be. caught it on that, yeah. you know? So
2: Are you still shooting expedition yep. now?
4: Yeah, I I still actually have been using that same bow, okay. and I'll probably keep that bow forever just because of because of what it is the yeah. the sentimental value yeah, to yeah, it. And yeah, I love that. I just love the bow, but yeah,
2: yeah. So I have a couple specific questions. Unless you guys have something you want to jump that in with, go. okay. So number one, um, have you seen the new? It is Expedition, I think, that makes the new magnesium bow, which is crazy as heck to me. Have you seen this thing?
4: Yeah, so it's like a different material than what anything's
2: completely Anything else. Is. Yeah, it's not and aluminum. It's not super, carbon. Yeah. yeah.
4: They're super, super light bows. Yeah. Um, and fast. I haven't got, I haven't had a chance to shoot them just because I've been, uh, fishing nonstop. And, yeah, right. you know, I, I, I would like to upgrade and, and try one of them out and get one. But uh-huh. the problem is I, I uh, spend a lot of my money on fishing this yeah. time of year. And <laughs> once the year season rolls around, that's when I kind of think about that stuff. So. Yeah, I
2: know. And we know that story.
4: Yes, we yeah. do. Are you
1: equal parts fishing feeling, and yeah. hunting love? Or is it, do you love mo- yeah, one if, more if than If you could only other? do
2: one, if, if God came down Oof, and said, Colin, you've done so great, mean. but now you have to choose one, what would you pick?
4: Well, I've had this conversation a lot yeah. and... I think it, it depends on what time of year you ask me because when it's yes. yeah, right. yeah, the end of October I was and the say, beginning yeah, November of November,
2: 2nd, it's easier.
4: Yeah. yeah. I don't know what a bath even looks like at that time of year, right. but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no, I, I'd say it's pretty even. I've always just loved both of them, yeah. Yeah. but, um, the biggest thing that I've kind of made a decision about is if I were to choose one to do for a job and one to do mm. for a hobby, mm, I, like I would. I think I would choose to, uh, I think I'd choose to be a fisherman for a job and to hunt for a hobby. And the biggest, the biggest reason for that is, you know, there's really awesome people in both industries, but, um, I've been to the deer classic a few times and, um, I've met a lot of the, you know, uh, Midwest white tail guys, juries, like some of those people. And, um, you know, a lot of them are great, but it seems like in the hunting industry, it gets to be more of a a competition and people get a little bit more, you know, there's like those alpha males where they, they try (laughs) to just, uh, act like they're better than a lot of people. Yeah. And and it seems like it gets worse as you get, uh, more involved in the industry and Mm -hmm. the people at the top are, are more that way in general. But in fishing, I feel like it's, it's kind of the opposite. Um, You know, I've I've been a camera boat driver for the Elite Series tournament. Right, you
0: know that's cool. uh, Major
4: Major League fishing tournaments and stuff, and being around those guys, it's such a such an awesome vibe. You know, it's a sweet environment. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just hanging out with a bunch of guys that are just like me, and like for for me, I think doing something like that for a living would be easy to do, and it would be a lot of fun. But on the hunting side, I think it would just get to be more stressful. Okay,
1: I like that. Do it for a job, and then have yeah, to the hobby. Really yeah, good that's good a looking really good way.
2: Yeah. yeah, that was a good differentiator for sure. Okay, so the, going back to the deer, because this is my other yep. specific question. When you um, had the foul up with the cable, um, a cable glide, and then uh, you hit it in the leg, did it have both drops then, and then whatever you said it was a week? No, later, so
4: I think he. I think he lost his uh, one drop time somewhere near the end of October. Okay. So it was, it was like a couple of weeks before that first encounter I had with him. I gotcha. And I remember I was flipping through trail camera pictures and I got the picture of him and he had the big one still, but the little one was completely gone and it was, it was a little hard on me. Yeah, but. right.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was just wondering, I thought that'd be even like harder. Yeah, like, a shot for the heart. Yeah, for sure. Two of them. Yeah. You shoot them and then one. Like what the? Yeah. like he shed it or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Right on.
4: Yeah, I I I haven't got a deer officially scored for a long time. Okay. We've just done it on our own, and sure, I feel like it's close enough. But yeah, definitely. Um, that that one ended up scoring in the mid one forties. He was like a one forty five, one forty six. I would
2: have guessed so much. He only had
4: th- he only had three points on the one side, which oh, is what cool. really hurt his score. Yeah. Um, But like I like I said before, I've I've shot a i have i have shot uh, I think three deer, or maybe four deer that have went over one sixty. Wow. And my biggest one was a one seventy three. That was a nine pointer. So
2: that's a big dog.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: so, cool. that's awesome. yeah, that's a freaking giant for sure. Yeah. Um, my dream deer, you said only three on one side. My dream deer is a giant six point. I think just because they're not yep. common at all. like You don't really see them. And when you do, they're so weird. There's a um, rod and gun club near here, a little town called Osseo. The, isn't it the Osseo one where we went to that, like that outdoor yeah. thing with the kids. They got to shoot bows and learn about trapping and whatever. Yeah. Um, and they have a, I'm talking about, I don't even know how big but a giant, giant yeah. six-pointer. Um, and I'm like, dude, that would be the coolest, most unique deer to yeah. shoot. Do you have a dream deer, Nate? Is there something in your brain that you've always wanted to shoot? Like, are you like a, I want to shoot a giant mainframe 10 or a non-typical guy? What about you, Lola, a freak buck? Like, what would you want to shoot?
4: Yeah, so uh, I'd say my dream deer would probably be something like, so when I when I just got into fast fishing, I guess, more seriously, I went and bought my champion. Yeah. And uh I went to the guy's house and he was the most cool guy. I still talk to him to this day. He's he's an awesome dude. That's cool. But uh like he invites me into the house and like we do the paperwork on his kitchen table and whatnot and he's like, He's got some some mounts and stuff and mm. he's like, You wanna more I got other stuff from the basement. So we go down to the basement and one of the mounts that he had was just it was like a gigantic like mainframe. Eight on one side, and the other side was just this really small, like just oh cool junk yeah, that was yeah. just sure just all over the place. I still have I still have the picture on my phone okay. today of it, and it was man, it was so awesome. Yeah. That is something that I would like to shoot. Just yeah. something real gnarly looking.
2: Yeah, almost almost to some people they call it like a call buck because it was so in, uh, yeah. balanced or something. But yeah, hmm. what about you? Uh, Lola? It,
1: I don't think that I have a dream one. I just want to shoot another one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if it's, if it's got if it's got antlers,
2: yeah,
4: maybe
1: watch one out. Like this,
2: yeah, maybe one huh? like that. Old school, yeah. We for people who don't know us very well, Lola and I both are big junkies with like retro, vintagey, almost kind of silly and looking.
1: Yeah. I have a walleye t-shirt on. Yeah, those.
2: and that walleye shirt that's like really kind of looks like a. It kind of looks like a like a steroided up perch. This. This walleye that's on her shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it. It doesn't really look very walleye ish, but it's also really awesome. <laughs> and then like my new thing at Derbies is I'll wear like a regular fishing jersey, like a Columbia or a Sims or a True Timber jersey or something. And then I'll put like a really old school, like nineteen ninety yeah. largemouth printed, goofy looking shirt over the top. I don't so, know why. So
1: anyway, I don't know what. So maybe is something is like this?
2: that. That's a that's just a really nice mainframe eight with like yep. a crab claw on one side. There it is. Yeah. So just I'd take that. Yeah. His his uh his brow on his left side is really strange looking.
1: Well that's what I want.
2: All right. Strange <laughs> <laughs> Lola wants a strange looking brow, dear. That's fine. If that's what you want. Okay, so
1: anyway. Yeah, so
2: Colin, let let's ask you this, man. Um where are you trying to go with um, fishing derbies? What circuits are you on? What kind of um, tournaments are you fishing? Um, Do you fish? Do you want to fish opens? Is the goal to be on the elites or do you like MLF better? Like where are you, where are you trying to go with all
4: this? Um, I would say my, my end goal would be to fish on the elite series. I've always just felt like the, the bass side has been the, like the the one from the start, you know, that they have a lot of tradition and, and, you know, there's so many cool things about it that I'd love to be a part of. And I, I don't know if it, if it ever be possible, but if I could find a way to put my name somewhere in the, in the history books on, you know, the elite series, that'd be pretty sweet. But, um, you know, right now I'm kind of just fishing whatever I can. Um, you know, I don't have like, parents that are funding me or companies that are paying me to go do all this. So it's basically just me working as much as I can in the wintertime when all the water's frozen and then going and uh, blowing all that money in the, in the spring (laughs) all the way to the fall. So, um, yeah, I've been fishing the, the Bass Nation tournaments throughout the year. Um, they have a state tournament that you can, well, the way that it, it has been working, you can qualify to go fish the regionals and i fished it two years now and, and made okay. the state team both years oh, and fished the great. regional and I did terrible in both of them. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been great uh, fishing the regionals, but the state tournaments I've done really well in oh, and uh, now they're kind of changing things. So I feel it. I feel like it might make it a little easier to make it to the national championship the way that it's set up now, but the the field is going to be about five times bigger by the way it sounds. So yeah. it's going to make it way harder to 50 boat field, isn't it? Yeah. So it's going to make it a lot Gosh. harder for a guy like me to make it all the way there and then actually, you know, keep move, moving on, you know, make it to sure. the classic or to yeah. the elite series. Yeah. If you but did though, I,
2: versus 250 boats, you got to be feeling pretty dang confident. Seriously. Like, I mean, that's what, twice the size of the elite field. That's crazy.
4: Yep. You know, the bad thing about that though, me being from, uh, from Iowa and fishing the river, um, uh, pretty much religiously, yeah. um, I'd be probably fishing somewhere down South and All I'm right. sure the, with the new format, there's going to be a lot of guys from down there that are going to try to sneak into it one way or another. And sure. that's who I'm going to be competing against. So I'd have to really get lucky and have a few really good days of fishing, yeah. but,
1: but it could happen. It could absolutely
4: happen. That's right. right. Absolutely possible.
2: Yeah, completely yeah. possible.
1: Does your yeah. wife like to no, fish? I, I, oh, sorry, Nate. We just went right <laughs> over each other. Yeah.
4: No, you're good. I was just gonna say, I, yeah, you're putting yourself in the right position. Yeah. You know, fishing yeah. as many berries as you can, just gaining that experience. You know, that's 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 what it takes. You know, the more you fish, the, the more experience you can can gain, and yeah. the, you know, more confidence you'll have in those later tournaments. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I feel like I've done it kind of the right way. Um, I've gotten ahead of myself a little bit, but. I've, I've always tried to uh, see things from a, from a bird's eye view and just try to look back at my season every year and try to figure out what I should do going forward. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I've been fishing tournaments since I was a freshman in high school and that's cool. I have, I think 12 seasons now under my belt. And, um, I've started off just fishing every local tournament that I could get into. Yep. And now I've kind of, I've cut back on fishing as many tournaments I try to fish a little bit bigger ones like the BFLs Mm -hmm, and the vaccination stuff. And the other nice thing with that is uh, I don't have a partner that I really, uh, you know, rely on every single time that I fish these tournaments. Mm -hmm. So just signing up as a boater and having a random draw for a co-angler works really well for me. Okay. So that's kind of what I've been doing this year anyway. You have
2: any good, uh, weird co-angler stories?
4: Um, you know, I, don't want to throw anyone under the bus. We well, don't have any say name. any names, but I mean, do you have anybody who <laughs> like
2: what? Who is this dude in my boat for the next nine hours? What the heck?
4: <laughs> no, so I I've really never had a bad experience okay. with the co-angler. I've I've enjoyed fishing with every one of them. Um, I did have have one guy that was quite the character um, this year fishing the BFL. <laughs> okay, that's all I'll say about that. But it was
2: a, <laughs> oh, come fair on. enough.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it was an interesting day for sure, and then. uh, you know, nothing weird or, or crazy happened, but I had a an older gentleman fish with me um, the first year that I fished state and he was the first co angler that, that wasn't one of my buddies that fished with mm. me and we just had a had a fun day and okay. full of laughs and
3: That's so he,
4: he ended up zeroing the two the two other days of the tournament but he caught a like a nine eight or nine pound limit with his three fish oh, okay. when I he was fishing with me. Way. So yeah. that that, that, that should, was pretty yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, awesome. So, what is your? So, you're are you in Decorah? Then is that where you live, Decorah, Iowa?
4: I I live north of Decorah. Okay. Um, right now, I'm actually at my my mom's house in uh, Minnesota. Uh-huh. But, oh, you're in Minnesota oh, right now. You're <laughs> in oh, you should, Minnesota. You have come over here, dude. Yeah, what the heck? Heck yeah, yep. Shout out to my mom for shout out. Thanks, she mom. Per, she provides me. She provides me some good Wi-Fi to upload all my videos.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, Where in Minnesota are you?
4: Heck yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in Spring Grove, Minnesota, Southeast Minnesota.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know where that is. Cause like Jake and Joe DeVolder, they have a sister who lives somewhere near there or did. She
1: lived in Winona. I
2: oh, maybe that's what it was. Winona is not. No, nope. no, it's like North. It is East, but it's North.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Okay. Um, okay. Yeah.
4: Right <laughs> I
1: want to know, does your wife like to fish? Oh, yeah. Do you guys go out on the boat together or.
4: Yeah. So she, she does like to fish and she goes with me every now and then. Okay. Um, the problem is I, I live about an hour away from the river okay. and instead of trying to squeeze in a few hours every day, like after work or, you know, stuff that a lot of guys do like that, that live right. on the river, Yeah, the river. Rides. I usually work, yeah, I, I work longer days during the week sure. because it doesn't make sense to go all the way there after work for yeah. three or four hours. And on the weekends, whether it's a Friday, if I, if I work a bunch of hours and get Friday off or Saturday, Sunday, usually... I try to make it worth it and I spend a lot of days on the water where I'm out there for 15 or 16 hours yep. and the wife does not like to do that. That's but. a long
1: day. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and me and Nate yeah. are like, yep, let's go. Yeah,
1: you're both like nodding. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "No, I yeah. can do about half of that, yeah, like a tournament yeah. day, yeah. but... What I mean, the thing it. is about
2: the river, um, it's funny, uh, a quick little like, I don't know, moment of vulnerability Aww. when we moved here from... Excuse me, that Sprecker's root beer—that would be another awesome sponsor. Ooh, we're just like—we're just like selling ourselves out right now. Yeah. Spreckers, Taco John's, Duke Cannon, holler at us,
3: Holla.
2: Um, but uh, when we lived in the Quad Cities, um, we lived on the river. I remember saying—I probably even said it to you as well, Nate. Like, oh, dude, you know, like I fish the river is cool, but like I—I'm—I'm excited when I'm in Wisconsin to get back into lake fishing. Yeah. And now I really miss the river.
1: Oh, honey, um, it's just
2: the river is sort of maybe not fully, but like Colin, I assume you probably agree with this. The, the river's kind of limitless. Like there are so many, like regardless of, regardless of the pool or area, there's always spots that you didn't go to that you maybe thought were too shallow or your map said was this, but in actuality it's something else or where it looked like it was shallow, but it's really just a, a sand drop that the rolls river, into a deeper pool. The river or, is not
1: that far from us though. No, like, it's
2: not. But I just mean like, you know, when we lived in Port Byron, we I were know, we- could throw a rock from our backyard yeah. into the river almost literally, yeah. Uh, and you know, now it's a little bit farther, but like the river's awesome, is it not, Colin? Does it feel almost like inexhaustible to you?
4: Yeah, the, the Mississippi River and mainly pool nine is like my favorite place on earth yeah. for sure. And it's it's funny that you say that because I i fished a lot of lakes and I grew up fishing smaller ponds okay, um, yeah. up around Decora and some little lakes and stuff. And you go to those places and after two or three hours, it's like you kind of had enough of it. You know, you go and you catch 40 or 50 bass and you're like, all right, it's time to go. I've made a lap around the whole thing. But (laughs) when you go to the river, you know, you're, you'll just be fishing. And yeah, you, you know, you kind of get lost in in the fishing and you look down at the time and the day's halfway over already. And you're like, man, I want to keep going for for another 10 hours or whatever. Like it just, it's not, it seems like it's never enough. So Yeah, yeah I, that's that's what I focus on most of the time now, but I still try to keep getting out and fishing other places too, just so sure. if I have to go fish somewhere else for a tournament that I qualify for, I know a little bit about Yeah, you know how to catch them.
2: Yeah, Nate and I were just having that conversation uh, recently, uh, the idea of like is a person who's making the transition from like club derby to like the opens, are they good for that area or are they just good? Like they can figure it out on southern lakes or TVA lakes or – Lake Fork or in the east or the delta or wherever you know so like yeah i think it's definitely good to try and be diverse but gosh the river is just it it really truly does feel inexhaustible you could fish one pool every day for a week and really never hit the same spot twice or mm-hmm. ride by something five times and finally be like you know what i'm going to i'm going to set it down over there and try and fish it and it turns out to just be Perfect. It's just, I don't know. And ri- I'm just
1: freaked out by the river because you freaked me out about it.
2: Yeah, I shouldn't have done. Like, that.
1: oh, logs might be rolling down at us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I
2: was just trying to tell you, like, you know, you got to be heads up. Like, so this is years I, ago. You like, know, I said that. Like, you got to be so anal and heads up and careful. And, and I'm whatever. just
1: imagining these huge logs rolling yeah, like a logging, us. like a yes, logging that's, outfit. That's how I imagined it, honestly. <laughs> so now, anytime yeah. we go, we had gone on the river. I was like, <laughs> the logs. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
4: Sure. <laughs> What you I've, done, I've been trying to get Jordan on that. Just that I've been trying to get you on that pool nine area for, yeah. for a while now that, that, that's like, like you said, it might be the best place on earth. That you pool nine that area. Oh, no. Like, oh my gosh. Is, yeah. it, 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 Man, you've never been at pool nine before?
2: No, I've never
1: been on
4: it. Who
2: are oh, you? I know it's
1: stupid. Wow. I know it's stupid.
4: Oh, well, <laughs> <yeah, I'll laughs> you take me out sometime. You, yeah. You'll have to take me the you. real question is, <laughs> The real question is, do you even fish if you right. haven't been on pool nine?
2: Uh, I mean, I could show you my it's boat so and all awesome. my tackle. That doesn't prove anything. <laughs> like, I could flip the camera around. But... Not
4: if you haven't been pool, So no. yeah, <laughs> dang it.
2: And pool nine, where, where do you usually launch from? What town is it you launch out of, Nate, on nine? Uh, it's probably
4: the same pool that Colin, or, that Colin uses, that, that Lansing, Iowa Lansing. ramp.
2: It's That's right, Lansing,
4: pretty yeah. Centrally, pretty centrally located on the pool yeah. and... Uh, the city of Lansing or whoever it is they've done an amazing job like revamping it oh, that's cool shout out Lansing Iowa for real <laughs> do it
1: I didn't want to do it when he was talking boing, boing, boing. there it is okay. Lansing Iowa sorry <laughs> sorry about that didn't want to interrupt <laughs> no, yeah I
4: man. saw a call, I saw a in the last uh, this pro only tournament so
3: oh,
1: man,
4: oh that's right said, he, he didn't know who I was so that's all good <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Colin, just to kind of go ahead.
4: Yeah. Just to touch on on that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have started to watch my videos locally for sure. And that's been kind of weird for me because I just feel like I'm a normal dude Mm -hmm. and I just make some videos when I go fishing and hunting and stuff. And it seems like every time I go to these tournaments and go down to the river and see people at the ramp, they always recognize me and yeah, tell me they watch my videos and I don't really know what to say because it's just still (laughs) kind of new to me. Thank you. uh, I I think it's really cool though. It's It's definitely, right? Yeah. It's pretty neat just to think about all the people that, you know, they're maybe just getting into it and they're, they're learning a lot from what I'm posting. And Mm -hmm. I just enjoy it. The only reason I started doing it is because I enjoy to uh, make a video and be able to go back and watch it myself and maybe have something that, my family will be able to watch like long after I'm gone. And after kind of doing it for a while, I've started to see a lot more benefits to it. Like I talked about just meeting new people at the, at the boat ramp or at these tournaments and stuff and then meeting guys like you. And I've just had endless opportunities because of, uh, making videos and just being a little bit more engaged in social media than what most people are. So,
1: so my question yeah. for you, um, how did you how did you get into fishing? You said you were you started yeah, tournament fishing freshman year, right? So how old were yep. you? Yeah, how did you like, get like, into it? Take it,
2: it? back yeah. like to the, the genesis of Collins Fishing, like yeah. the beginning, beginning.
4: <laughs> well, so my uh, my dad and my grandpa, they've owned a boat dealership together basically since I was born, um, and my grandpa just passed away earlier this year. I'm sorry. So that's that was... Kind of a tough deal on the family, but him and him and my dad are definitely a big uh, reason that I kind of got into fishing and boating and doing all that stuff. I kind of just grew up around it, but none of them ever bass fish. They were they really weren't even that great at fishing. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> harsh. We won't tell you said that. They, don't
3: worry.
4: I mean, the thing is with them is what when it's fishing season, that's when they're the busiest at the at the dealership. So yeah, they're fixing stuff sense. and and doing all that. Um, so they never really had, had the chance to get into fishing like I did, but as soon as I got a whiff of it, I don't even really remember how young I was, but I just, I was addicted to it and yeah. I'd make my mom go and drop me off at a, <laughs> at a pond and let me go <laughs> yes, fishing I and yeah,
3: yeah. would never yeah. want to leave, you
4: know? Yeah. So that's kind of how it all started. You know, I'm sure like it does for a lot of kids, that that mm-hmm. just become obsessed with it. And I, I never really looked at it as, like being a possibility for me to fish professionally or to actually have a career in it, I just wanted to go fish the trout streams and do all that kind of stuff as much as I possibly could. Sure. And it wasn't until you know after high school, really, that I I started to um, realize that maybe I have a shot at making it professionally. It's good. It's I still have a long ways to go, and it takes a lot of luck. A lot of things have to line up. But sure. um, was that a basketball you know, you, at your you, high school? No, there wasn't. My right. buddy and I kind of just created one to oh, be able great. to fish the state tournaments, and Shut up. That's no nice. one knew. <laughs> yeah, no one really knew anything about it, and that was back when the like the Iowa state tournament only had ten or eleven boats. Wow, max at the at the state tournament, so it was still really new. No one really like knew of high school fishing, and we just had to, um, you know, meet some new people and and find someone that would be our boat captain. So we had a couple different guys that would do that for us. And, um, we did that in high school and I kind of got a little, a little bit of a big head on me. Like I said before, I, I've gotten ahead of myself from time to time. And when I was in high school, I was the only kid in my high school that was doing these fishing tournaments. So I gotcha. thought I was like Kevin Van Dam. Yeah, you know, just, of course. Yeah. You
2: were. Colin, <laughs> Colin Van Damme. One of the best. <laughs>
4: yeah. That's right. CV, But yeah, I, I I quickly learned after, uh, fishing a couple years as a co-angler, um, got my own boat when I was, uh, so, the end of my sophomore year and I started fishing some tournaments on my own and I, it was, you know, I could barely weigh in a fish. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely was humbled and had to kind of go back to the drawing boards and actually focus on getting better at fishing. So, cool.
2: I mean, it's not cool that you got humbled, but yeah, it's cool to learn that life lesson. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. It, and it definitely, it takes time. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize if they're getting into this when they're my age, you know, I'm 25 right now. And a lot, that's when a lot of people really start to get into fishing is once they're, they're starting to grow up a little bit. They maybe just bought their first boat. Um, and they start to fish some of these tournaments and it, it can be really demoralizing. I've, I've been doing it for a long time and I've only cashed one check this whole year. So, okay, yeah. um, you just really got to learn to take your L's and yeah. bounce back and try to just do better at the next one. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I've been, we've been, uh, I know we've both been at it a long time. Myself, you know, strictly at it, at, you know, quite a few years and just got the first W this year with Jordan, you know, uh, this spring. So it, it, it takes a long time. I think I started in like 2012 or 11, maybe something like tournament fishing. I champions, mean, so but it, like I said, it's a big deal with it. you go out and you have fun fish and you catch them all, and then you get in a tournament and you can't bring anything oh, but yeah. uh, you know, some but some uh, we'll wet boat back to the land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually right there with you guys. I I started fishing tournaments. I think it was like 2000, you know, 2012, 2011, somewhere in there. It um it was a while ago, but I've finished second place a ton of times and. I finally got my first win um on May twenty eighth on my birthday this year. Oh congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. It was a special one. I I don't know if any of you guys have watched the video on my channel, but um my it was actually the um the weekend after my grandpa went up into the hospital and he he ended up having some major strokes is what happened and he was in the hospital for over a week before they finally took him off of life support. So, um, I actually came back home on Saturday and just went out on the, on the water for a couple hours to clear my head, ended up finding some stuff that I really thought I could win a tournament. If, if I got in one. So I got in this club tournament and, uh, called my buddy up and he came and joined me the next day and we, we caught 17 and a half pounds. End up getting the win. That's awesome. Good for you,
0: man. That's a
2: cool story. Yeah, Yeah. your grandpa put you on a school or something.
4: Yeah, I feel like all my all my best stories, whether it's hunting or fishing, it's it's like everything just lines up perfectly, and it happens like it's meant to be. So, I think it is.
2: I um, Ike always says that. He always says when you're supposed to win, there's nothing that can stop it. Like you can't even you can't even stop it. You can't get out of your way. Think about Jordan Lee when he won the classic. I don't remember if it was the first or the second time when his outboard went out and he ended up fishing like half a mile from the boat ramp because he had to, and he found fish that he would have never found yeah. otherwise. Nate and I winning that derby this year, it was sheer desperation, fishing spots we would never normally fish, but it was going so slow, we went and did something we weren't really going to. Yep. You went out on the water to clear your head, which is a great way of kind of breathing, and then you find a school or whatever you found that you know you were able to figure some stuff. It, it Yeah, when you're supposed to win, you win. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. Yeah, and I can dive into that a little bit deeper. Um I what I ended up finding when I went out there was some flooded willows out on an island and there was giant shad that were mm. pushed up in those willows okay. and I I didn't have any hooks on but I I flipped up and had probably a 6 pounder um kind of roll out of the water and I went around the corner and had another one that was probably over 4 pounds wow. and I, I knew that with another guy fishing with me, if we'd went up there and just flip that stuff all day long, we'd be able to get five good fish. Cause yeah. every fish that I came across was a big one. Yeah. And during the, during the tournament, I think, you know, we fish, we fish our tails off and I think we only caught seven keepers all day, seven what? or eight keepers maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they were just the right ones. That's we awesome. caught a few of them that were all around that four pound mark. So that's great.
2: Good for you, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Truly. Well,
1: should we get into the...
4: Heck yeah, that's an game story.
2: Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you ready to transition into the to the carnage, Colin?
4: Yeah, so we can go from a really good day on the water and <laughs> <Yeah>. talk about <laughs> Let's go, yeah. one of the Let's bad go ones. Let's go
2: right down the dumpers. So let me, let, let me ask you this, if you would. Set us up kind of the... What tournament? Was it a tournament you were in? You were, right? That was a derby, yeah?
4: Yeah, I was fishing the the fourth BFL in the Great Lakes division okay, for the so, season. So walk us um, through it's the tournament.
2: Oh, that's right. I, I was gonna say I know that pool. I can yeah, see it it's in the not background. Far from us. Yeah. And I, I can I like I knew that I mean, water. it's like two and a half hours. Um, back, so. um walk us through just kinda what the tournament was, how your day was going. You know, we read your your post, uh why you went through that cut. However you want to take it, man.
4: Yeah, so like you said, when things are going your way, you really can't stop it and when things aren't going your way, you really can't stop it either, and that's kind of what had happened to me. Um, in practice, I've been fishing some areas that I've been fishing all summer, and there's been fish on them every time I've gone there. Um, just fishing a lot of points in the sloughs and um, just different, different areas with uh, sand flats and sand drops, and doing a lot of that. So I was catching a ton of fish, just not a lot of big ones. But we had seen some big ones in the area; I knew they were they were around. So I ran up there um, first thing in the morning to an area on pool nine that um, I figured we could just sit there all day and, and at least catch, you know, 11, 12 pound limits and hopefully catch some big fish. But if nothing else, just get a solid limit of fish and get a good points going into the last tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, we got up to the, the first area. There's a few more boats in there than what I would have liked. And the fish completely shut down. Mm. We caught a few small ones and I missed a big one on a frog and it was just kind of all falling apart those first couple hours. And I'm like, man, I, I want to sit here and and keep trying to figure this stuff out. But I just felt like I needed to make a move. I have a ton of experience on pool nine. So I wanted to just go almost pre-fishing again and just try to find something and fish the conditions. So we ran up to another area, uh, North of Lansing and we got into there. I missed another giant on a frog, probably over four pounds, um, came all the way out of the water and just showed itself to me. And oh uh, God. Uh, did, just gave you the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So brutal. Yeah. Yep, so I, I missed that fish and then we found a little wad of them, but they were all too short. And okay. while we were catching a few of those, I, I set the hook on one and broke my rod. Oh my gosh. Um, Colin. So at this point, I, I still <laughs> have zero keepers, and along the, along the way, I forgot to mention this, but my my co angler ended up catching two keepers in the middle of all this. That's that's so good.
2: that's good, but uh, also I'm, salting the wounds a little.
4: Exactly, I yeah. I still didn't have a fish in the boat. He had two. I was missing big ones. It was broke the rod, ended up hooking myself in the sweatshirt. Oh my god! So I'd be I'm, I'm, I'm kind I of crying. I would tired. just
1: be crying. <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to spin out pretty bad and yeah. I try to, I try to stay calm and just not let it get to me because I always feel like on pool nine, even up on pool eight and down on pool 10, I always feel like I have a chance to make something happen sure. in a short amount of time. But I was, re- it was really getting to me because it seemed like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And it just kept getting worse from there. We ended up, uh, pulling up, I think it was, you know, 10 o'clock or so in the morning. And I was going to run to a different area that I figured we could at least catch our limit of fish out of. Mm. And I started running to it and I'm basically coming out of a big, this big lake, it's called big lake. (laughs) And, uh, we're, we're running out and in my head, I was thinking, you know, I could run all the way out, um, by the Lansing Marina and. I could get on the main channel and just take that and kind of go back up to the north. Mm -hmm. But there's another, there's another channel that kind of cuts, um, you know, cut some time off. It's a little bit shorter of a drive. And I just, you know, I figured I'd go through there. I've went through there hundreds of times in my life. It's, it's right, you know, by Lansing right off the main channel, Boats go through it all the time. Like I said, I've gone through there a bunch of times. I just went through it last Sunday when I was out fishing. Yeah. And a lot of times I try to make mental notes when I'm, when I'm running through these areas and I see a log and I'll even mark them on my, my graph and just do everything I can so that I don't do what ended up happening. Um, but I come around the corner and the wind was kind of blowing into that, that, uh, little channel there and it wasn't too bad, but it was just enough that I, I couldn't see um, a log that was sticking up, sure. and it was. I think this log was actually down in the ground a little oh, bit, okay. And it was coming up like through the water column, and it was right in the middle of the deepest part of the channel there. And it was Mm-mm. the end of it was just sticking up, you know, right on the surface to where basically when the waves would hit it, I think they were covering it up. Yeah, it was kind of making it yeah. disappear. Um, so yep. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I mean, I, I never even seen it. I'm running. I come around the corner and start picking up speed. I was probably going around 60 miles an hour, I would say. And, uh, out of nowhere, it's just a big bang. And it really, I don't remember a whole lot of it. It kind of just happened so fast. And by the time I realized what happened, seriously, yeah, the boat was already, it already came to a stop. But I remember, you know, hitting, I hit the log and I instantly knew, like I hit something. And the first thing that I thought about was, Man, I just got this brand new prop for this boat that that works perfect on there, Yeah. and I probably just messed it up. And I tried, <laughs> I so kind of tried steering away from the bank. And the oh, boat, you tried steering after you, you hit know, it? Yeah, I tried oh steering it because it was turn, no turning turn towards, towards the bank, there. and I was wow. yeah, I was still I was still going pretty quick. Um, luckily, you know, we got thrown around a little bit, but we didn't get thrown out of the boat. But when the boat spun around, it just kind of stopped right there, so we didn't oh, go wow. into the bank. We didn't kind of go anywhere after that um,
1: so for people that have like seen the video yeah. yeah what you turn around and what did you see
4: yeah i turn around expecting to uh, you know maybe raise the motor up and see no lower lower unit on the motor and the motor is completely gone when i turn around
3: oh my gosh and it's
4: gone there's just, wow, okay. yeah there's just cables and wires and stuff just hanging out the back of the boat um, so I instantly knew that, you know, that was, that was going to end my day of fishing and <laughs>
2: yeah. I,
4: what did I you messed do? up like, pretty bad. Yeah. Thinking, what did you say to like, your
2: co-angler? Was there a conversation immediately? I'm um, a video, you seem <laughs> well, really calm, but I think that's probably like a combination of not knowing what was going on slash shock slash. Yeah.
4: Well, Never. like I said, I, I didn't realize how bad it was. I didn't really? realize the whole motor was gone Gosh. when I think in the video right away, you just hear me say not good right after I hit it. Not and good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was mainly, it was mainly just me like thinking that, you know, I probably yeah, knocked up the pump, lower dinged
2: unit off. Up dinged up the prop. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and right when I said that I turned around and saw there's no motor and I think I, I kind of took it out of the video, but there was a few other words in there <laughs> yeah, that I'm yeah, sure. people didn't need to hear. Yeah. But uh, no, for, for the yeah. most part, yeah. I, I definitely uh, just stayed calm through it and, we, we didn't get hurt at all, which really helped. I think if one of us would have gotten injured, um, it would have been a little bit tougher of a situation, but you know, like we, like we had talked about earlier, um, I, I've had, you know, working around power lines, um, being in the military for six years, doing some of that kind of stuff. I feel like I've been in a lot of high stress situations to where my, my emotions always are pretty pretty level. And I try not to get too high or too low. And as soon as it happened, it, it just kind of kicked me into that mindset that I've, I've had to be in for a lot of the situations that I've been in. And the first thing that I thought was like, okay, I need to make some calls. And there was another boat that made their way over to us. They made sure that we were good. And I just tried to figure out how, um, you know, my co-angler was going to get back, um, taking our fish back, doing that kind of stuff. And then um, we got all that squared away with them and I started, I called my dad first and just told him and let him know what happened. And after that, I got on the phone and called my insurance company, yep. um, to make sure that I could make them aware as soon as possible oh, and that's important. get yeah, that
2: sooner, the better for sure.
4: Yeah. I got that out of the way. And then, uh, I called the Elmachey Sheriff's department because, Another thing that I thought about was the fact that this motor was down in the water and um, it was still there. It wasn't attached to the boat anymore. And I know if you sink a boat and you don't pull it out right away, there's fines that they could give you. And they they would want to get that out of the water. You were
1: thinking so clearly that you were able to call insurance and the share. What? Yeah. (laughs) You're awesome. Like, this is crazy. this This
2: dude's brain is next level.
1: Just like Well, I mean I
4: I really didn't know what else to think about because I I couldn't really go anywhere. Uh, I just had the trolling motor. So so I'm just kinda (laughs) sitting there thinking (laughs) thinking what else do I need to do to to try to make the situation better and uh, like I said, I called the the sheriff's department and they got me in contact with the Iowa DNR. Um, and you know, I don't want to get into a whole lot of details about like where the motor is and all that kind of stuff but Um, you know, I talked all that over with the DNR, got that figured out and I had a few other conversations with some people, but, um, I wanted to make sure I got all that out of the way before I, for sure, before I said thing, any, anything on uh, social media about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess after that, I, I was mainly just focused on getting the boat out of the water. So my co-angler got picked up by those guys that, that came and met up with us and, they took him back with our fish and he took all the stuff back. Did um, my wife limit? came and picked. No, oh, I only had right. one, that one fish.
1: Right. That's right. One okay. fish
4: that I ended up catching. So, That's, right. um, that's, right. that's right. My yeah. He I,
1: and he had two. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah the okay. coin there had two. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned th- that I did catch one, yeah, but I, actually I, don't I know caught like a two and so. a. Yeah. I caught like a two and a half pounder, um, oh, nice. right before we left, right before we left that area. Um, okay. but yeah, so we, we, uh, left, pulled the boat up on the bank as far as we could. And uh, I don't have any, any power poles or towns or anything like that. So we just made sure that it was, it was going to stay there. And I locked everything up, uh, got a ride back down to my truck in Prairie du Chien and drove back up and we pulled it up on the trailer. And you know, that was, that was definitely probably one of the toughest parts because when we're trying to load this thing up, you got other people at the ramp that are putting in and coming out. And they're all just kind of looking at you oh, funny yeah. like something yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. And we had a couple people that they weren't very experienced, uh, boaters and they were, you know, they're just giving me the, How, how's the fishing going today? And Aww. that kind of thing. And oh I'm my like, am like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I not time else. for this. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah. But um, yeah, we, we got it loaded back up on the trailer. Uh, that went pretty smooth and I brought good. it straight to my, my dad's uh, dealership and got it parked there. So, you know, we, we got all that stuff underway and then that's when I got back home and, um, I pulled out the GoPro and I just wanted to see like what I got on the GoPro and I pulled it out and saw the video and I'm just like, man, that's crazy. And like, you know, I thought about it for a little bit and then I decided that it's maybe something that I should share with people Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I, I, at first I didn't want to because I didn't want to show everyone how I messed up, Sure, but then the more yeah, that I watched it, like moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really yeah. putting myself out there for failure because I, I could just hear the people commenting on it and saying that I was being reckless or I, you know, I was, I was running too fast. You know how all the people wow, the talk about bass fishermen running, running around yeah. on the river. So yeah. that that's kind of what I was worried about, but um, no, overall it's actually been, the opposite of that, I Good. I shared it and the video kind of went a lot crazier than what I thought it would. I think Wired to Fish uh shared an article about it. Wow. And I've had a i have had I think over a thousand people have shared the Jeez. the original post. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, it has like two hundred thousand views on Facebook <laughs> wow. right now. It had like Jeez. twenty yesterday. Yeah. Like twenty thousand. That's dude.
1: crazy. That's
4: crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's sad. I understand that this stuff doesn't get caught on, on video all the time, but right. I really think it is kind of sad that me hitting a log with my boat gets way more attention than, than, uh, Dan Ma, the guy that won the tournament. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that sucks.
4: It, it's yeah, just it, kind of, yeah it, it kind of sucks how that works. It, it's like, you know, you accomplish things that, that are crazy, you know, winning a BFL is something that, you know, game. a lot of people never accomplish. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately people just don't care about that kind of stuff. They care about yeah. the guy that just hit a log run down the river. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, what, okay. So I want, can I ask you details? Is this, is this acceptable or are you?
4: Yeah, go for it. Okay.
2: Okay. So you hit the thing. I totally under, I mean, I completely understand what you were thinking. Like, Oh no, my prop or my lower unit or whatever. Like, you know, especially if you've run that area many times, it makes sense that you would try and trim up or you would try and steer or what I totally get it. Um, once you realize that your motor was like gone, gone and your co-angler, um, what time of day was this? When did this happen? Like ten, eleven?
4: It was like 10 30. Okay, I, I was just
2: trying to put that time together yeah. in my head from where you went, how long you fished, whatever running. Um, what, did, what was the conversation like? I mean, did you guys say anything to each other? Was the boat taking on water?
4: No. So the boat itself has a little bit of damage. Um, I think the motor, hit it somehow when it came off. And there's some fiberglass chunks that, you know, they're kind of gouged out of the back of the, the, the boat there, but it's, like on the I think it's all up. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like off to the side and okay. there's a little bit underneath and stuff, but it's nothing's too deep. It didn't go all the way through. I think it wow. can all be fixed. Wow, um, awesome. and yeah, the, the motor ended up uh, it was like the motor mount that ended up breaking yeah, where it's it mounted like onto photos. the jack plate. Holy
2: crap. That's crazy. Yeah. How do you break through something like j- that?
4: Man, I don't know. I mean, like my, my dad told me that he's never seen anything like that out of all the years that he's been working at the dealership and Could people have, have like, come in. I mean,
1: lot, like, the yeah, the, the like the geometry, the way it had, perfectly had to be just, into it and then yeah, just like, I'm,
2: I'm over here. Look, we, we run a Lola and I run a, um, a uh, 2019 Evan e Etech G2, a 250 HO. And I'm over here looking yep. at the, the motor mounts on it right now. And the thought of that breaking doesn't even seem possible. I know, like if
1: the, it doesn't even seem possible perfectly up into it and then just went as you're going, oh, Maybe so, I don't know. So, yeah,
2: so did you guys say There's, anything to each other? Did you have a conversation after, like as soon as it happened or what did that yeah. look like?
4: Was it just, shock? well, yeah, in the video too, I, I, I have a little bit of that. Um, it was basically just me right away asking him if he's all right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I knew that neither one of us were hurt bad because we kind of just got shook around when the, sure. when the boat made that, that turn yeah. and we both stayed in the seat. So, uh, obviously the motor didn't come up and, and hit us thankfully, Basically. but, oh, um, I, I just made sure he was good. And then he was, he was a super great dude. I mean, I wish we could have got on him and, and just had a good tournament. Cause that dude was probably the best, one of the best co anglers I've ever had for sure. Mm-hmm. And, at first he was just like, man, it's all right. The motor is replaceable. You know, just trying to make me feel a a a little bit better about the situation. And then he called the tournament director and told him what happened. And he was kind of taking care of some of that while I was calling the insurance company and doing all that. So he was
3: super helpful.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I I was definitely lucky lucky to have him in the boat with me for the day and then have the other guys that were fishing there come and help us out too. So, wow.
2: Um, motor, Jack plate, boat, walk us through it. On the video, you can see anybody who is a legend dork like Lola and I, you can see that it's a legend. It's an alpha series just by the shape of the deck and stuff. And what's crazy is I've watched this video probably not as many times as you have, Colin, but I've watched it like (laughs) 35 times maybe just like – I, Lola saw the log. Like, well, I like slowed it frame by, like frame, frame by frame. And then frame. you can, you can just, it, I mean, you yeah. can just see it. She kind of sent me a picture. I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. Cause I was trying to see Otherwise it too. You, but yeah. you can see when you first go over it, your mega 360, you can see it like, don't like just bounce down like a, like a tip up or something. Ice fishing. Like and the fact that it went, yeah. you know, just from the bow of the boat to the, to the back of the boat, just lightning. Just crazy. Oh my gosh. Benny, tell us, tell us about your boat. Tell us about the motor and what happened or what, what were you running? I mean. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so I, I noticed what you were talking about, how the front end, it almost seemed like it started to lift, like mm-hmm. the camera angle changed a little bit, yeah. you know, and so I saw I have just a manual jack plate on the back of the boat, okay. and then I had a brand new uh, Mercury 225. It, it was literally brand new. I put it on not even two months ago, I think. Oh, my
3: gosh. And
4: yeah, so that <laughs> that was a tough pill to swallow. I I got it so my, hard to so hard Yeah, to find. it took me I think Golly, like of but, Yeah, especially that size, the yep. 225 is yeah, they're so hard to they're come like by. Golly. To,
1: oh my god. Yeah, yeah, you can't
2: find them. You oh can't find gosh. any of the four-stroke stuff like the Merc 4 but not the 225. That thing's a Dagum unicorn.
3: Uh.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, it took a long time for that thing to show up and it's been a great motor so far. So, um, but yeah, I had that thing on the back there and I think the whole boat just kind of went right over the top of that log and like, there was almost zero damage on the bottom of the boat. Wow. So the, that legend. log was just, yeah, uh, those legend boats are the real deal. It's they sad are. that they, they're not making them anymore because I'd be running them until the day I die for sure. Yeah. I love, we love our boat. Yeah. Just at
2: the V20, like, uh, so it's just like the fatter cousin of the alpha series, <laughs> you know, the but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they're awesome boats. They, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a battleship for sure. And then, uh, the color too. Where how the, how did you find that boat? Cause it's like, a, is it like black, like gray and purple? Because we've all it's, been on a purple yeah, grass it boat was,
4: gig. Yeah, it's it's mainly silver, okay. um, with some black in it, and then on the back end, like up on top, it's got, it kind of fades into purple, and then wow. it's got like the purple pinstripes on the back. Man, super super beautiful boat, yeah, but um, yeah. it's <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, I'd like to say that I I bought it from my dad's dealership at upper Iowa Marine, but I actually bought it from a, a guy <laughs> from my fishing club. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what, uh, that was the next best thing, I guess. Yeah. I bought what? everything else though. All the electronics, the motor, everything okay. else was from my dad. So. What
2: it, say it again. Nice. What's, what's his, what's his shop?
4: Upper Iowa Marine is the name of uh, the family dealership. Awesome. I also got um, my uncle. He's one of the mechanics there. Oh, and cool. like I said, my grandpa, my grandpa was also part owner with my dad that's really um, cool. and all the other guys that work there are basically like family too. So water, yeah, awesome. them it's, it's yeah, located it's, in Decora then or you yeah, in decora It's uh-huh. on highway nine going out towards uh walk there. But yeah, they're, okay. they're awesome. They they've done so much for me. There's no way I'd be able to do everything I do without them. But I think a big misconception that a lot of people have is that, you know, my dad just gave me a boat and a new motor and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh but yeah, that's That is not, that's it. not not the case. No, yeah. I've had to pay for all of it. And, you know, they've, they've hooked me up a little bit, but, um, you know, nothing that, nothing that's really like handing it out to me yeah. by any means.
2: Definitely. So what's the plan? Where do you go from here in terms of, I mean, I know it's just a couple of days old. So if you don't have a plan, I'm yeah. sorry if that's too fresh of a question, but like, are you going to continue to use the legend or what are you thinking?
4: Yeah, I'd really like to just get the legend fixed and then, um, probably just going to order a new motor again. Um, and in the meantime, there is a couple, um, a couple 200 horse motors at the shop right now, but I'm going to have to get a different, uh, lower unit for them to be able to use them on the boat. So I'm kind of just trying to figure out, you know, if there's a motor I can just get on the thing right now, but I also got to fix the fiberglass before I put it in the water again. Um. So I don't know, it's, it's not looking good for the legend for the rest of this year, but, mm. um, thankfully I have a lot of good, uh, friends and connections and I've had, you know, three or four people now that have offered me to use their boat, which is, oh, great. which so is nice. awesome. You know, the yeah, only bad thing about that is
1: season. So yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I kind of had a similar deal last year, um, where my, my old motor went down for a little bit and Mm -hmm. it was in the same time frame when I got married and hunting season was coming up. So it kind of worked out. And this year it's, it's kind of going to do the same thing. The only bad thing is we have, uh, the bath nation state tournament coming up in like two weeks. And Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make that work this year. I mean, even if I get another boat to borrow, it's, it's just not going to be a, a good situation Would with the amount of time it that has to.
1: Would that feel weird like using someone else's,
4: in boat? else's Shoes. I mean, that's it, yeah. It really, yeah, it really does. Yeah, I mean, it, when you fish as much as I do, like every single week, multiple days a week for twelve to fifteen hours a day, your boat almost just feels like
3: You're you know, it's like home. your shell, kind of. Yeah yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you try to switch over to a different boat, it just feels so awkward mm-hmm. and. Yep it almost just feels like you're handicapped, even if it's a nice boat. Sure. So yeah. um, that's, that's the only downside. I mean, I will definitely um, be willing to get into another rig to try to finish out my season. But I also don't want to go out and fish 30 to 40 more times for the rest of the year out of someone else's boat. Cause that's a lot yeah. of time that I could be messing something up for someone else. You know, sure. I'd hate to hit something or, or have any problems really with mm. the motor anything like that, so I, I'm i probably going to just uh, do the bare minimum as far as fishing tournaments for the rest of the year goes, but I'm planning on um, getting into that last BFL to try to make the regional, and, Good. you know, if, if the stars line up, maybe I'll win a new boat at the end of the hey. year. <laughs>
2: you never know. Yeah, sometimes so, uh, sometimes it takes okay. that crooked path to get to where you're going, you know?
1: Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah, honestly, though, I, I think uh, I'm just pretty lucky that nothing bad happened. I've heard a lot of really, really scary stories about people that have died and people that have gotten severely hurt and similar accidents to what I had. And the fact that both me and the co-angler are are good to go. And we walked away without a scratch. It's kind of a miracle, honestly. And that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, we spent a lot of time just chasing after all these bass, but when it comes down to it, like your health and your ability to get back out there and go fishing again is the most important thing. For so, sure.
1: Do you think you'll be like hesitant or nervous to get back shy. out there? I was going to say gun shy too. Yeah. Like, or do you not feel a, like, not at, okay. not at all.
2: Okay. With a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: I feel like I. Yeah. that goes so fast. Go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no,
4: the, the way that I kind of look at it is I've been fishing that river for hundreds of hours every year. And sure. it's kind of just something that's bound to happen sooner or later, but okay. You know, it, it definitely did shake me up a little bit at the time, oh, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like a little bit of an adrenaline rush every yeah. now and then. <laughs> maybe not that. Yeah. I yeah. imagine. It didn't happen yeah. like that.
2: Um, tell me about the phone call to your wife or how that communication went.
4: Well, uh, the phone call was pretty short. I just told her what happened, asked her if she could come down and meet me, yeah. uh, in Lansing. But she told me after she got down there that she was kind of in tears all the way down. I think, I think most of my family was, I know my mom was kind of taking it hard and a lot of people not only were just glad that I was okay and kind of, um, just emotional about the situation, but also, um, the fact that, you know, my boat went down again and Mm. it's going to kind of mess up the the fishing season and they all know how much I, I put into it. They're
1: your support.
4: That's exactly right. You know, yeah, they all know they all know how much uh, how much you care and love for that boat, like it's you know, yeah. like a part of you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. my my boat, my truck and my house are what pretty much every day of work is for, so yeah. 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 Man. Crazy. Yep. Um,
2: yeah, and I mean we were we were talking earlier, you know, you could easily let your brain go down like that um kind of like that slippery slope of like I mean, Nate had told me videos. Um, what's that What's that? Uh, that product that Joe, what's his last name, Patazic from Bass Attack? Shout out, point, 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 that he runs on his Merc. What's it called? The Leash? Is that what that is, Nate?
4: Yeah, the Leash. Yeah, yeah the Leash, yeah.
2: We, were, we yeah. were just saying how, like, you know, if you, people have had things where they hit something in the lower unit comes you know with the motor of course comes swinging all the way around to the back deck and I mean, yeah things could have gone so much worse for you dude and I mean that's easy for me to say from my couch right, right. I didn't go through what you just went through but I mean they could have gone worse man and so yeah. I think for you to be here just a couple days removed and have the foresight the maturity to say like you know it's a miracle I, I would have to kind of agree with you man and
1: then be totally stoked to get back out there yeah, to like get right back on it so dope yeah <laughs>
4: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that definitely went right for us to walk away from that without anything bad happening really. But yeah. at the same time, you know, part of me just can't help but think about all the things that went wrong for that even to happen in the first place. Sure. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I feel like there's a good chance that something could have happened that we could have gotten hurt. But I also feel like that just shouldn't have even happened in the first place. And I just really don't know how to feel about it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And Are you an been,
1: overthinker? Are you were you play, replaying it in your head over I, and over? or Yeah.
4: Yeah, I would say I'm definitely an overthinker about some things, but I, I think my wife would say that I'm an underthinker oh. when it comes to other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair I enough. think that's yeah. pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> just getting guys. I have had a few mind. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: but like with this, you, did you play it like over and over? Like, yeah. like, you know, like, well, what went wrong and how could I have done this differently? And if, differently I, would and if I would have done this, left, shoulda, woulda, coulda, like have
2: that Have you kind let of your thing? brain do that? Or are you trying to stay away from that mess?
4: I, my brain has been going there nonstop, but I oh, yeah. keep trying to not think about it. But yeah, like every, every time that I, I think about that it happened and watch that video, it just kind of makes me wish that I would have ran out and just took the main channel. And that's yeah. really, the only thing that i could have done that would have 100% avoided that um but i mean other than that it's just something that happened and it's it's done and over with so you can't go back and change it you just got to learn from it and try to make better decisions from here on out and like you guys are talking about the leash i've never even heard of that thing until this happened so yeah. i'm probably going to end up putting that on the new motor yeah for sure and yeah, i think a lot of people will run. after yeah. this yeah. happened yeah we all should run yeah especially Especially on the river, that place is shallow, especially right now it's, I mean, it's hard to find water that's over like three or four feet deep out there right now other than the main, the main river. So I know a lot of people haven't been running the leash and a lot of people probably don't even know about it. So that's probably one of the biggest things that people have learned out of this. And man, if if we can save someone from hitting something and actually getting hurt, then I'm kind of glad that this happened and we could, we could all learn from it. So.
2: Hey Nate, while we're on that yeah, topic, give uh, us two seconds. Nowhere, walk us through what that is. Bit. walk us through what the leash is, Nate. Tell people what that is.
4: Honestly, I don't I don't really know exactly what it's made of, but it's more of like a almost a braided steel cable yeah. that uh that goes around the lower unit and it bolts uh it bolts to the to the motor mount yeah, the or, motor or to the the motor. Yep. Um and it it keeps the motor from coming up into the back of the boat if you ever do, hit you know, hit, hit you know, an obstruction in the water. Uh, so it's, uh, I think they're pricey actually, but, uh, you know, if it's if it's something that can save your price, it's probably worth it. You know, like I you see. said, we've seen all those pictures where the motors come, you know, up to the back boat or, you know, in between the seats and the prop is still spinning or something yeah. like that. You know, wow. it, 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 it can get really bad. Yeah. So, yeah. so just, yeah lucky
2: to be blessed you are so yeah man our uh our buddy joe who i was talking about he is a super cool dude fishes on the bass attack he has a i don't know how new pretty new nitro v z i mean 20 xl is it a 20 or 21 nate uh, i
4: think it's a 21 xl okay
2: yeah and he's joe's whole thing is he's obsessed with black and green black and lime green everything and even his leash is black with, like, lime green. So, like, you can get them (laughs) customized. You can make them match your whole vibe. They can look – they don't look weird. They give you free use of your trim and your jack plate. It doesn't affect anything there. And like Nate said, it's like a a bungee cord on steroids. So should the worst happen and the – you know, you hit something. I mean, just think if you're going forward and the lower unit hits something under the water, it's going to kick the motor backwards, you know. And if it's attached to the bolts, you're just thinking like a circle. Like if you put a pencil on a string and then tied that string down – you know the pencil goes in a perfect circle. That's what the lower unit does. I'm just, that's how I used to like build quarter pipes back in the day, skateboarding.
1: You are so cute. Um,
2: and so like that's how the lower unit's gonna go on a line, stuck to the boat. It's gonna come right back up onto the back deck. So that leash allows free movement, but it doesn't allow it to kick all the way up, and it pulls it back down. So even if you mess your whole thing up, it's not gonna come onto the back deck. Uh, I mean, there's there's some pretty gnarly stories and videos and pictures out there of that happening, and it's it's no joke. I mean, it,
1: okay, so here's a dumb question.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> if
1: Colin sorry would have had the leash, mm-hmm. would it have held the motor onto the boat?
2: I don't know that or it would have it held it the motor. Well, it might it might have pinned it where it was just attached by other parts. I don't think it would have I'm saved just curious
1: it. curious if it would have
2: yeah. and can we talk about how strong? I think, I think go ahead, sorry.
4: yeah I think based on, I was just gonna say I think based on the mounting, location of the leash it it probably wouldn't have prevented it from breaking way off. Right. Um, but instead of being at the bottom of the river it may be, you know, dangling at the back that's of the boat. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Might have kind of pinned yeah. it up against like honestly the could pay yeah. Could maybe have done more damage to the boat, you know um, you know, if that were to happen. So True. but mm, be yeah on that it's like the back on so, still spinning.
1: So yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, can we talk yeah, about, Yeah, I think in my, in my situation, it might've made it worse. Honestly, yeah. I think what yeah. happened was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. And but, what an yeah, yeah, situation to, to break the motor mounts.
2: I mean, what in the name of God? And, and Colin, how strong are legend transoms? Holy <laughs> Lord.
4: I've heard some good stories about them and, and now know that know. i put it to the test, yeah. I'm a believer. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend putting, putting it to the test <laughs> that way. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> holy no, me Lord. neither. Uh, how much inspection have you yeah. done of your boat, like uh, in the transom, like in back in the battery compartment, like, is there cracking? Is it, is it warped at all? Is it just,
4: I haven't done a, a lot, but everything looks really good. Oh um, other than you, you can tell the stuff, the damage that there is to the fiberglass is sure. from something hitting it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the motor must've hit the back. Right, and then right, right. that little bit on the bottom uh, on the, on the very back of the boat was probably from hitting the log. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everything else seems like it's it's pretty good. Wow. Um, but the jack plate is kind of bent, so you're going to have to get a new jack plate for it too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm praying to God everything is, is worth fixing and we can get that legend going again because I absolutely love it. Rides wow. super nice. Heck yeah. Awesome to fish out of. So. Yep. What, uh, what jack plate it's do a, you ride? It's an Alpha 199, isn't it? Yep. Did you hear, what, and, uh, yeah, I think you said what Jack, um, I'm not sure exactly what the brand was again. It's, it's a manual Jack plate. Right. Um, so it's not a hydraulic one. And yeah. honestly, I'm a little bit glad that I can maybe get rid of that one and go with go a hydraulic hydro. Jack plate now, okay. but okay. I was just going to yeah, say, probably going to be looking at a new yeah. Atlas.
2: Yep. Yeah. Like a black one on that boat would look really good. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe get some, uh, some purple I was
1: gonna say purple <laughs> or
2: red too. yeah that'd be sick for sure um so yeah. let, let's close it out there and again thank you times a million for being Seriously. on this podcast and being willing number one to talk about tacos I know that's a hard thing to talk about sometimes <laughs> uh number two talking about <clears throat> talking about this kind of you know I don't I just I can't think of a better word for it just carnage just mechanical carnage yeah. and again i, I said it Twice or thrice, maybe. Um, I watched the video. I There is nothing that Colin is doing here that I'm like, oh, man, he should have this. And there's so many internet experts who can kick a rock and just yep. walk somewhere Bye. else. Um, but there's nothing where he's like, you know, it's trimmed way up or trimmed way crazy. down or steering all wonky or he's walking real bad and still trying to eat nothing. He's just running down the river. It didn't look crazy at all to me. Right. Um, stuff happens. So thank you, man, for coming on and being willing to, um, talk through all that before we let you go. Um, will you please hit us with, um, hit the people with your socials? I know you told us about your, uh, YouTube, but how do people find you? Um, just in general.
4: So my YouTube channel is where I post all my videos and that's grind season outdoors. All right. Um, I also have a page on Facebook and Instagram for grind season outdoors along with my personal uh, pages. So I'd, I'd prefer like if people want to follow my personal page to go on Instagram and just follow that. Okay. Um, I, I do post a lot of like fishing related and hunting related stuff on Facebook too. I kind of use my personal pages more just, posting all that. I, I really don't post personal stuff everywhere, um, online at all, but yeah, I mean, basically it's, it's YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook really. I don't, I'm not a big TikTok guy by any means. So (laughs) so.
2: you're not out there doing dances and stuff.
4: No, not at all. We funny, a quick funny story about that though. Uh, my brother, (laughs) he, he started a, a TikTok account uh-oh. And I went over to my dad's place one day after work and me and a uh, few of my siblings, we kind of just made some weird videos, you know, and one of the videos I, I ran up and I stuffed my little eight year old brother, eight or nine years old or whatever he was at the time. And he was trying to shoot bas- baskets with a basketball. And I just ran up and blocked him out of nowhere. <laughs> and he turned, turned around and dropped the F bomb. Oh my gosh. So we, <laughs> 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 My brother posted that on his, his TikTok page and it ended up blowing up. Um, there was, I think sports center and ESPN all oh shared it on all their platforms and all together. That's I think the awesome. video ended up getting like 20 million views. Oh or gosh. Gosh. Like that. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. That's cool. That's and awesome. again,
2: here you are working your can off hunting specific deer, helping people learn how to fish better. And then your little brother being like, beep after you blocked him just explodes.
4: Man, That's what I'm saying. We just do some dumb stuff and it yeah. blows up, yeah. but that's, all the, uh, all the stuff that you actually work hard at and you accomplish, it's like, no one, no one cares to really crazy. watch all yeah, that. That's
2: not as cute as little boy cussing yeah. and getting <laughs> blocked. In a weird little basketball deal for sure. So, uh, Nate, yep. Will, uh, you guys got anything else you want no, to No, Just thank you so much. This yeah. was so
1: like, really unexpectedly fun and yeah, yeah, it was great.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I leave, I do have uh, something to show you guys. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. oh yeah. Show, show and
2: tell. tell. What are we doing, dude? Look
1: at you, Colin. Yeah, right. thanks, for, on, th- thanks for
2: saving our life here. We did ask Colin to bring a show and tell. And then, and we, then we totally forgot because we were so in, in just engaged in the alpha one nine nine series story uh, yeah. with the boat. So what do you got? What do you got for show and tell Colin?
4: Alrighty. Well, I'm glad that, uh, Jeez. I made the right decision on what I brought here. Okay. I got, I brought a couple of the sheds. From. Oh, jeez! Yes. <laughs>
1: oh my God.
2: Oh, what wow.
4: That thing, dude. That's so the drop pine that he had the year before I got him. Wow. Yeah. And but God. I wanted, I wanted to bring the whole, the whole head mount, but i had to leave it at the house yeah that's so. understandable. <laughs> Man, i
2: can't believe they only scored 140 yep. that thing's thick too like it's got some mass so on it thick. and that's the year before you shot yep. it, so i assume it got thicker and bigger than that
4: yeah i did a little bit um this side was the side that he grew the big drop sign on sure. the following year wow. um on this side he grew oh, yeah. right there that's he grew his uh yeah but he he lost he lost this G3 here um, oh, okay. the year that I got him. It's like it just flew so like under. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically
1: this yeah. one
4: just
2: went down.
1: It like dripped down. Yep. Yeah.
2: Wow. Dude, that is yep. so rad.
1: Thank
4: that's you for showing cool. that. Yeah, hit, hit, us, yeah, hit us with a rattle. Hit us with a a rattle.
2: One. Give, give us a rattle.
4: <laughs> They're kind of awkward to rattle yeah. with. The big brow tines in there. Look at that but. thing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> dude.
2: Gosh, that's sick. Wow. That is yeah. so dope. Well, Seriously. yeah, man. So thank you again for being on the show. Um, best of luck this year. Bow hunting, um, shotgun hunting here in Wisconsin. We have rifle hunting, oh, okay. Illinois and Iowa shotgun only. Um, and honestly, man, like not to pump you up on some fake stuff, but um, you can absolutely come back from this like stronger than you were before the log fiasco like you can come back more focused and more appreciative and like it's crazy the things that life uses to like recenter our vision and not that you even needed it not that you were like way off or anything but it's crazy how sometimes it takes that like for men that kick in the nuts to be like all right now I'm gonna you know whatever I'm gonna look at things a little differently or I'm gonna trust my initial gut like when you were gonna run on that one side and then you decided to go the other way you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. I think you yeah. can come back stronger, smarter, more strategic than ever with Definitely. this and I think um you're you're 25, dude. Like you're not old like me. Like you'll you have so much time <laughs> to like to like if you really want to be on the elites, like there's legitimately nothing stopping you from getting there. And I think the fact that your dad um runs that marine place, that's such a rad, not that you're getting like free hookups, but that's an awesome resource to have in your pocket and um yeah. I think in the future, you'll be the one where he's begging you for shout outs. He's Ooh. looking to you for like a <laughs> handout. Like, Hey, talk about me when you get your next blue trophy. And you'd be like, shut up, dad. You never
1: hooked me up. Oh, stop. Or, I don't know. But
4: uh, yeah, man, I see, I see
2: nothing but good for you in the future, dude. Truly.
1: Yep. I totally agree.
4: Yeah. I, re- I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on here. And you know, I've, I've spent pretty much my whole life working from being the kid fishing on the bank to running the boat that I'm running now. And than tournaments, I am, and I feel like if I just keep doing the right things, and keep working hard, then the sky is the limit. It is definitely, yeah, absolutely. We'll see where where everything goes, but I mean, if you set your goals high, I feel like you're always going to be you're going to be happy with you know what happens. Agreed. So,
1: we'll yeah. be here cheering for you. Yeah, man, you
4: you, yeah, got, you have absolutely.
2: three new fans for sure. So, uh, Colin, thank you for coming on, ladies and gentlemen. Colin Tweetin, thank you for being thank here, man. You. Appreciate you for sure. Thank you. All
4: right, uh, appreciate you, dude.
2: All right, so that was uh, Colin. I'm really, I don't know, Nate. What do you think? I'm stoked on how that went, you know, because I, like, I didn't want to focus too much yeah. on just the crash deal or whatever you'd call it. Um, I wanted to talk about hunting. I wanted to talk about tacos. Yeah. Dude is incredibly articulate, super gracious, nice cat. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's
4: definitely uh, to to watch out for, you know, he's yeah. kind of on the, on the up and up on the rise, especially in the local scene. Like mm-hmm. he's been, he's been doing it the right way. Like he said. So, so, uh, shout out to him and, and thanks for coming on and all that. I, I talked to him a little bit, um, yesterday about it. Um, yeah. and, uh, I kind of, I kind of lean more towards like the, the tournament, uh, you know, if, if he gets into a situation where he needs a boat, you know, maybe I'll jump into that last BFL as a co-angler and, and let him use my boat, you know, um, That's awesome. you know, that, a guy, a guy that's worked that hard, you know, you you yeah. got to try to, you know, help out when whenever they can, uh, whenever you can, you know, right. when they're in need. So
1: yeah, I like that.
2: I love that. Nate. That'd be dope too. That'd be dope if you guys did run that BFL. Yeah. And um, he said he'd take us out on nine. I've never been on nine, so I might have to actually take him up on that. Yes. Yeah. I mean I, I, that. That's so awesome, dude. I know, and I know it's dope, right? Like, I, I mean, I've fished, I've fished pool nine, not like fished pool nine. Like I've been, I've been there. Like, because pool nine is prairie, right? Like all the back sloughs and all the whatever. Yes.
4: No. Prairie's prairie is ten. Oh, that's I'm right. So that's what I've been. Yeah, I, mean. I, I fish ten, but not like prairie. hard. But yeah, yep. then,
2: yeah, I've not fish nine. Then okay, yeah. So ten is the one that's like it looks yeah. like a weird map of sloughs and backwaters and and whatever all over the place.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. But yeah, so Colin, if you're still listening. I will humbly take you up on. Yes. Take me out. Of mine. <laughs> uh, we'll bring my legend and, uh, you know, we'll just avoid stuff, oh my you know. Um, Too soon? I don't know. That's not, not a joke. I just mean, you know, whatever. But uh, what you got, Lola? Anything hit us with before we roll on out of her? No, this is awesome. Yeah.
1: I am I think I'm sweating. That light's very hot.
2: It is very bright. Um, And I this is my this is my favorite thing about fishing, hunting, outdoorsy stuff. We've never talked to Colin before. Yeah. And I guarantee if he cut through this area coming back from um, River Garden, Prairie Stream, or wherever he is in Minnesota,
1: Spring Grove.
2: I was close.
1: Not even. Um,
2: it wouldn't be weird at all.
1: No. I like like, stop by the by house over, and, you did. Yeah, you stop by
2: the house and grab a soda and we make some tacos and just yeah. chill.
1: Like, yeah.
2: And I love that about, again, it's not that you can't make friends being car guys, because you can. I've been in that totally, scene. Yeah. You can't not make friends, I don't know, being a professional scrapbooker. I don't know. Oh my gosh. But like, there's something about <laughs> the outdoors that just bonds people. And I would say to anybody hearing this, watching this, um, lean into that, man. Lean into the cool friendships that are. Um, formed in the outdoors cuz at the end of your life I don't think when you're laying on your deathbed somewhere I always see it as I'm going to die in a hospital. I don't want to die in a hospital. I'd rather die in like a blaze of okay. glory. Sorry. Um get shot at by an outlaw or something oh cool. Oh my gosh. Um in a saloon. I think I'm in the wrong time period. Yeah,
1: what are you Anyway,
2: doing? um but I think people always think of like when they're dying like nobody's going to look back and be like, "You know, I wish I would have I don't know. Scroll through Instagram one more time. (laughs) I wish I would have bought a vintage hat on Etsy just one more time. Like people are going to look back
1: and be like, they remember, they'll
2: remember, they'll remember the, the relationships, the friendships, the people they bonded with people who maybe they never thought they would. Who's to say that maybe a year from now, me and, Colin aren't running some BFLs together or he's coming up here when I don't have a co-angler and he's fishing bass attack with me or I don't, you know, like there's just something so rad about the outdoor connections that, that just work out. Oh, and uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, Colin. So if I have to edit this out, I'm not gonna, Um, (laughs) but Colin (laughs) is talking about starting a podcast. And I would love to be a resource to Colin and be like, here's some equipment I would look at. Here's some equipment I would avoid. Or like, here's, you know, how our buddies at Working Class Bowhunter do it and what works for them. And like, there's just something so cool about it.
1: Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: Nate, you got anything? Do you love it? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He leaned in all slow. (laughs) He leaned in all slow and just said, I love it. Well, Nate, thank you for putting up with us too, Nate, for uh, all the technical weirdness and, trying to get everything set up week in and week out. I appreciate the fire out of you, dude. And, um, yeah, don't don't ever forget anybody listening. Um, if Colin isn't the most prime example ever with everything he's been going through, positivity is worth the effort. We will catch you on the next one. Bye. Be-